This is a Fubar Radio podcast. You can subscribe to the app on Apple and Android. Visit foobarradio.com for more details. Sarah Hugh and Doc Two on Fubar Radio. What up, what up, what up, Doc you. and Hugh? You! You! It's the you team, you! Back it's again. the team, team! We need it? to do the whole show in that voice! <laughs> <laughs> we need more explosions <laughs> and sound effects. <laughs> Lasers and all of that. We can keep this going for ages. Explosions. Yeah. The start of this series. Yeah. yeah. Let's much quirk. We don't enough, do we? Let's pull your mic down damage. a little bit. Oh, to, oh, right, to mouth How are you guys doing? Yeah. Really, really tall pundit in here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Huge. He is really tall. He is really tall. Welcome yeah. to the show, Fubar listeners. You are tuned into Sarah, Hugh, and Doc Two. Of course, the team are back in full effect. Twice in a row. No, the I think this is the Sarah, third the one. Actual, is it the third? Yeah. Wow. Pretty sure. It's third or fourth, even. This no, is never becoming before. crazy. Never it's before. never the That's never a, as a rule. Yeah. As a rule, yeah, it's well, never the fourth. No, but for real. <laughs> and let's see how we get on next week, too. And we have a jam packed show for <laughs> you this oh week, God. as always. Sorry, I've just seen the 50 Cent news. We'll get on to that later. Yeah. I know. I have no idea. Much yeah. to talk about, Jesus. Doc. Much. Much discussions He's to be had. And yes, we're going to be giving you the full scoop on. We have every week, we're going to be asking you guys. Um, to give us subjects that you want to hear Doc rap about because every week he, you, we all know how Doc gets down he can rap about anything mm. so send us your suggestions of what you anything. would like to hear Doc vocalise for you Please. and of all, as always we're going to be asking you what has made you this week say are you taking the piss so hit us up at Fubar Radio um, for that one too twitter.com slash Fubar Radio is the Twitter handle um, and uh, we've got a guest coming in the studio later too going yeah. by the name of Twizzy and Twizzy. he's going to be Twizzy <laughs> he's going to be on the mic getting his um, rapping action in so that's going to be fun and games as well if and, I come um, back to rap I'm going to have to add two Z's and a Y to my name somehow Docky? Yeah. So I can, yeah. Docky? Space so Docky. Dizzy. No, no, someone's no. already Do- got Dizzy. Bucky. Dockizzy. Dockizzy. Do- I need to update Brizzy. my name. Doc Brizzy. What about D Kizzy? No, yeah, Doc Brizzy. <laughs> Doc Brizzy. <laughs> you can ask Snoop this weekend at Lovebox. Snoop Who's going to be going Snoopy. down to, mm. to Lovebox this weekend? Yeah, actually got some big interviews on Friday. You got Cypress Hill and Rudimental. So it'll be good down there. Be yeah. It's quite yeah. weird when you hear Be Real Talk, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. He's, he's slightly nasal, but his voice is mainly quite deep. What happens in that moment where he gets in the booth mm. and he's like <laughs> uh, yo yo what up son I haven't seen Cypress Hill live yet I would love to see them I, I think they do one yeah, of the best yeah, live absolutely. shows that yeah. I've seen no, on video you know, anyway it's, it's, and one of the best hype men <laughs> of all time in hip hop so called washed up mm. the, the dude who said they're washed up no, I'm not saying that. I'm saying like it was maybe what some kids might say but like mm. the dudes who were doing rap in the 80s and early 90s the, the huge advantage they got off, off, over the dudes now is that they came from a tradition where all music had to have an incredible live show. And what, you, what you're seeing right now in, in, in rap music is rappers gradually, slowly realising that it's very hard to sell records. So they've got to do great live shows, but they're just You've not used to speak it. Speak into the front of the mic, Doc. They're not used one to day it. Doc will learn. One, one day. day. One day. <laughs> Six months day. into the show, <laughs> one Today's day Doc will day. learn. You've got to speak <laughs> yeah. into the microphone. Uh, no, no, you're completely right, because yeah. I saw um, Kendrick Lamar at the at Wireless uh, two 
weeks ago mm. and um, you know it's the same as most other shows you're seeing nowadays yeah, yeah. of pop artists where they're just taking a vocalist and plonking them in front of a, yeah, yeah. a bunch mm. of session musicians and it's boring as hell yeah, yeah. you know and it's like there's and, no and real vibe it, it doesn't reflect the, the majesty of his music which is a, a real shame I mean We've already debated about Kendrick many times, and as as you know, I believe his album to be the best rap album that I've heard in ten years. Uh, so I still stick by that, but the live show doesn't reflect it at all. Like wh- when you, when you see Drake's live show, I mean that dude. I know he splits opinion, but his live show is incredible. Yeah, you know, and, and I don't think there's I really an excuse. Watched the whole show. What did uh, what did Kendrick have as a live show? Did he was just like DJ or he, he has a band, a band sometimes. No, no, no. Sometimes he has a DJ, but yeah. he, both times I've seen him, I've seen him with both. Yeah, it's. It doesn't reflect how superb the music is, which is a shame. Well, what do you what do you reckon would need to be done differently to do that? I just think you need something different to happen with every song. If you respect every song that you write, yeah. which he clearly does, yeah. then you treat every song as a separate performance. What about if one... one Only certain people can be bothered to do that. What about one track, he stands on the left of stage, next one right? That's He's already doing that. Third one, He's already, sit down. That's, that is Sensor. what his show is. Fourth song, <laughs> that salute is to the, the sun. Is. <laughs> salute to the sun, get some yoga in there. It's very popular with the kids' yoga. They love that shit. So yeah. you could like, incorporate that. So you're saying he's he's just, he just follow his lead from like a word document margin. Absolutely. Left margin him, <laughs> absolutely. Right margin him, yep. centre him, centre him, then put him in both. And that's where the yoga would tie too, because you get centred from yoga as well. So you'd be centre mm. stage and centre inner. What's yoga? Just out of interest yoga. for the listeners. I yoga, no, no, yoga, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yoga, okay. I know. Yeah. Yoga, I know. You haven't heard of yoga. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not on the, the yoga level. <laughs> yoga, yet. yoga, yeah. straight for yoga. Oh right, right. Okay. Yeah, man, give me some of that yoga. Mm. Yeah, never heard that. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I mean that is kind of as exciting as his show got was running from one side of the stage to the yeah, other. That's and a that shame, yeah, but I mean this is like the this is where it's where it's at now, and that's why um, you know you got to give it up to people like Run DMC, Beastie Boys, De La Soul, De La Soul's live show because you go and see. Or, or public enemy, yeah. you go and see them. They put on a performance. They put on a show for mm-hmm. you with the true hip hop etiquette, which oh. you know other genres can't do. That anyone can be plonked in front of a, a bunch of professional musicians and they just go through track one, track two, track three. Holy yeah. boys! Hey, um, I was uh, well, I went to see Amy the movie Amy last night. We'll talk about that a bit later. But um, uh, when I was just went to get a quick beer beforehand, so um, I walked past uh, Rough Trade and PE were in there. How about that? And I was like, wow. what, what, what? And I got, no, I got no time. I was already like a couple of minutes late to the movie. Bomber. Oh, go, not today. Yeah, 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 going yeah. over there. Public wow. In, in oh, there yeah, last, no, I think I saw they were doing, night, doing yeah. something. Some in-store or something last night at Rough Trade. But I was oh, really well, vexed to have missed them the other week. Is Griff, is Griff back? Mm. Professor Griff? Oh, I can't remember. I, did, I did see something about his name pop up. I didn't apologise about the Mel Gibson thing and just came back. Yeah. I hope so. <laughs> Aww, but love for them. Remember to hit us up on the show today, Tuesday Drive at foobarradio.com. You can yeah. hit us on twitter.com to slash foobarradio. We love hearing from you. And we I also love to kick the show off with some positivity. And so for me, it's all about them big odds. When I'm in Japan, you don't want to Yeah, you get props over here. It's all about showing love. It's all about them props. Oh, I was listening to a song earlier today. I know, I was like, this is like... You see the other week, Doc, when I was talking about hit you in the chest music. I'm not talking about a good little ditty where you're like, oh yeah, that was a catchy tune. I'm talking about a song where you're like... Wow, I'm feeling butterflies in my I stomach. Can't descri- I can't really I don't feel like why, that about like why um, I love the beat not so much because because I'm a no one else and can I, do the I beat notes. Yeah. Very complex, multi-layered lyrics with with, with subtext yeah. as well. 
The Bee Nuts never had any of that shit. <laughs> like, it was just what they said was what they it's said. Like it was, it was no, never it clever. Was, it was never yeah. detailed. It was fucking it was cool. But their music was wrapped cool, yeah. in its very yeah. essence. I loved everything that they did. Mm. But they had so much comedy. They have so much yeah, charisma. Yeah. And yeah. only the Beat Nuts right, yeah. do the Beat Nuts. And that's what makes them special because only yeah, they, real. you know, you can't just put them in front of a band, yeah. a, a group of professional musicians and it'd be replicated nah, by nah, someone nah. else kind of thing. Like they are, you know, they have their own distinct sound mm. and that's music from the soul. But yeah, that mm. is like a part of my new signature to go along with our... Big up, big up. Yes, because we have to send those <laughs> shout outs to positive nice. people doing you. good things. You know, every week we ask you guys what yeah. has made you say, are oh, you taking the piss? Of course. Yep. But you know, there's times when you've got to send like a big up and yeah, Again, I gotta send this week's big up going out to the one and only President Obama. He gets up, big up, wow. big up. and you know what? Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's kind of cracking me up because he knows he's only got like a few more days left in office. So he's just like, right, I'm just gonna do it all that I wanted <laughs> to do from the start. Then I'm just like, peacefuls. And um, yeah, this last week he's issued orders freeing dozens of federal prisoners um, uh, who were on lockdown on like long-term sentences That's for hilarious. non-violent drug offences. Wow. And um, he's written them each like personal letters. <laughs> and um, you know, he just says he wants he's pushing to change for criminal reform in America. Yeah. Like America is disgraceful. They take something like two percent of the world's population. They have twenty-five percent of the world's total prison population. Yeah. It's like this massive corporate machine uh the prison industry out there well it's just disgraceful well you have people who have done like non-violent ridiculous like uh crimes mm. that are on um you know really I, l- I learned that from dangers. Black. <laughs> and <laughs> they're know, doing like life sentences do you know what especially um if uh, these are all drug related non-violent crimes it just sounds like obama is planning what he's going to do when he finishes yeah, man. he's going to get a little crew together and get motherfucking high yeah. he's gonna go down, down. <laughs> obama is sarah's right though he's 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 properly in the in, in the finish line he's, he's, yeah. he's like, like in the final straight yeah. Yeah. The, the, he's definitely going out yeah. I love with it. the sexual chocolate <laughs> yeah. just yeah. drop the mic <laughs> I don't mind this motherfucker he was, he was singing in Charleston yeah. I he can't was, wait um, yeah and then he's also today props to him for this like deal that he's done with Iran on the nuclear arms deal that's like pretty amazing and mm. uh, yeah I've got a, are you taking the piss relating to that later it's, as well it's nuts that his <laughs> his two terms have coincided with a, a rise of a racism that we thought was maybe not defeated, but like in some kind of stasis. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like shit's crazy over there right now, yeah. race relation wise, and yet they've got a black president. Though. Well, especially now with like video cameras on phones and shit, it's like when you are seeing police brutality yeah, against true. black you people, they're really all getting filmed. They're all ago. getting put on the fucking internet, and people they're going viral. And you got millions of people now seeing something that would have been tried to be swept under the rug by local police as quickly as fucking possible. And now you've got access to millions of people seeing it, mm. but it still doesn't seem like it's having any impact on government or local. Like you know, it's like fuck, it's still happening. It's crazy. Crazy, man. It's called institutionalised racism. Yeah. I mean, when my friend um, Hex Murder in Detroit, he is a bit of an OG, but he um, tweeted when the... Uh, really? the, the, With the that dude- name? Yeah, Hex Murder, he is the Don. He's one of the illest people in hip-hop. Um, and, uh, yeah, he um, he was, like, tweeting, saying, you know, things, stupid things we used to say, that shit's on camera, and there's no way those police exactly. are getting away with that. Like, yeah. we said that yeah. at the Stephen King they time. We said that at the, yeah, yeah. the fir- you know, the things that were happening in Ferguson, all kinds of stuff that's been going on, even just in the last two years. But, you know, there's such, like, a wall of protection around, like, the, the police. So, you know, Obama 
I respect that he's using his position to actually yeah. do something, you know, make a push for change and switch some light bulbs on in people's mm. minds because African-American and Hispanic people are disproportionately affected yeah. um, by, like, these long-term prison sentences and stuff, and it doesn't reflect who is actually committing the crime either. No. And he sent a really cool letter to um, all these uh, inmates. He says, you've uh, demonstrated the potential to turn your lives around. By doing so, you affect not only your own life, but those close to you. You will also influence, through your example, the possibility that others in your circumstances get their own second chance in the future. I believe in your ability to prove the doubters wrong love it it's amazing he really is he i think he's the closest we've had to a revolutionary president of the state since lincoln he's the first prime minister seated prime minister to visit a federal prison in america really he's the first prime minister yes and he's going to commute more sentences than any president in the last century or so only president to to actually go to a federal prison he's now just released all these people without like with lifelong sentences for non-violent crime he's fucking definitely getting a posse together there's absolutely (laughs) no there is no two because he he used to get high right at at university definitely he even inhaled inhaled. when i was on tour when i was on tour i used to listen to uh, dreams of my father Mm. on the audiobook you know in the car and he talks about all that stuff and he he makes a joke about how he did inhale that sort of bill clinton reference Mm. so i think yeah man in the same way that you you know you watch a boxer retire and then two weeks later they're like 25 stone (laughs) (laughs) just like in mcdonald's every day yeah i think that's gonna be obama when he does the after dinner speaking yeah you know (laughs) so as i was saying uh He's oh shit, what was I saying again? What was I saying? Oh shit. Key and Peel has Yo, some funny sketches. I'm out of this bitch. Oh shit. Those guys, Key and Peel, they've got some funny Obama sketches of Obama yeah, Luth- at Luther. Luther's incredible. You seen the Luther shit? Uh, His no. anger translator. No, no. Okay, you got to look up Luther, the anger translator, because obviously Jordan does an incredible impression of Obama. She's been doing most of his career even before he was in Key and Peel. Um, but in the first season of Key and Peel, he uh, he was playing Obama in, in in the in the Oval Office, and he had just this hood guy behind him, played by uh, played by Peel, just with like nuff nuff rings and stuff, like just just totally hood. And uh, he he says, you know, that basically, you know, he's he's had one term, he's got this other term coming, and he just feels like a lot of his stuff, a lot of things he say says is getting misrepresented or misunderstood. Um, so instead of like getting angry about it, he's got Luther from the hood who's going to be his anger translator. So he, he, say, he says all these right-on things, and then Luther translates it into hood talk. And honestly, it's, it's inspired. It's fantastic. And what's really incredible about it is it, it became a viral thing online, and a lot of people got into Key and Peele via the Luther sketches, and they did a few more. But um, this earlier this year, Obama was uh, doing a, a, a Democratic uh, speech, a fundraising thing for Democrats across America. Mm-hmm. And, it, and at the end of it, he said, I, I don't know if you lot are really hearing me. So I'm just going to bring out a friend of mine to make things a little clearer. <laughs> and he brought out Michael Peel, the wow. other half of, of Key and Peel, wow. to come and uh, do the, the loop just thing like with him. Far. You can see that on the internet as well. Get on the old uh, internet and, and, <laughs> and, and, and 
and Google uh, Anger Translator. Man. It's, you, it, he's, he's unreal. He's unreal. Do you know what? I saw something really, really good, um, actually, of yours, Doc Brown, recently. Someone uh, was on, came up on the Lad Bible or one of those things on Facebook or something like that. It was the Gangster Translation. Hashtag banter. The, 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 the Gangster Translation, man. We, got it, we should bring that up and play that on the yeah. show. Uh, just, just to say, I did, funny, I did come really up good. with that before Key and Peele. Yeah. Not saying they're biting, yeah. but, yeah, yeah. but I did have that. Also. Yeah, that was dope, though. In 09. <laughs> I'm sure we can find that. I'm sure we can find that. Mm. Way back Thank you. in 09. Oh, well, you're tuned into Food Bar Radio, and I think on that note, we should definitely. Um, yeah, let's have a song. Let's, let's Can like we play some raise the later? <laughs> You know yeah, what? Yeah, I really yeah, wanted yeah. to. I think I'm going to have. I might have to dig something up. Yeah, some yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I see. Shot it's the, it's the, the remix. Is Sarah Hugh and Doctor? You're locked into Food Bar Radio. What, what happened to uh, Remy Martin? She was in jail for a while. Didn't you see? It was oh, so damn nice. cute because her uh, she get, got out of jail and then um, who's her man? The other rapper dude, um, Papoose. Is and that then, her boyfriend? Yeah, no. Oh but my it god, was the so worst c- rapper pairing. Of no, all time. but it was so cute, honestly, because she came out of jail and then at the um, BET Cipher thing they did like a. Um, a uh, you know a rap thing together and it was just like the most romantic thing really? anyone's ever seen in hip hop since <laughs> Slick Rick cute. and yeah no, it was I really hate cool rappers. no it was really cool honestly so um, yeah I've got I, they they earned some stripes from 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 doing that you are tuned into Food Bar Radio with myself Sarah Hugh and Doc Two and mm-hmm. of course every week we have um, that special part of the show where um, we like to get down a little bit well. Oh my god, like no big mm. Yes, mm. they mm. did. Unbelievable. Curtis. 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 Curtis James Jackson III. That's who we're talking about this week. Mm. If you don't know who Curtis James Jackson III is, then think back to the days when Ja Rule had a problem. <laughs> when Ja Rule <laughs> had his first problem <laughs> yes. yeah when Ja Rule mattered when he no, had his first that's problem mean. with uh, with Curtis James Jackson III aka 50 Cent uh, a man who I'm going to be real I've, I fucking loved 50 Cent yeah, in the late too. 90s early 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 2000s <laughs> I love that I gotta be real I fucking love him I that was in passion that's like yeah. the most passion if, if you heard The Power of a Dollar and what was the the next album before Get Rich I can't even remember what it was called but I'm not just, the he was unbelievably mm. good uh, and I, I genuinely thought he was going to be the next guy and he kind of was yeah. when oh, Get Rich was, came I, out I mm. think he's a super intelligent when dude when Get I Rich mean, came out he kind of was he had the humour he had the street side he got shot nine times, which yeah. helped. Uh, that never usually helps, does it? <laughs> no, no, usually but, you fucking um, did. Yeah, you, yeah. You, you usually die. You usually die. And then <laughs> acting, his acting was yeah. so bad. It was really bad, yeah. And then he became this kind of... I didn't of, even bother watching. Oh, I was like, Jesus. I do not need this as part no. of my I life quite, I used all. to quite like the way he could rap without moving his mouth, yeah. like a ventriloquist. Yeah. But when you see acting, you need to... You've got to have more movement than that. Otherwise, it literally just looks you like he's miming. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? There's like a voiceover. Yeah. You know, remember when Ice Cube, before Ice Cube properly became an actor, when he was, I mean, when I say that, he obviously became a huge actor very early. Mm. But when I say a proper actor, I mean like, I watched a film with my kids the other day called Book of Life and he did a voice performance in that, which is really camp. 
and hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just brilliant. And yeah. if you've seen Twenty One Jump Street, he's absolutely superb. Yeah, I'm talking about the early days of Cube acting when he was like, "Yo, I'm wearing a bandana in this." <laughs> okay, but Cube, you're in a jungle. Um, you're fighting. You're fighting a huge yeah. snake. I don't give a shit. Yeah, I, I'm Ice Cube, yo. I'm wearing a bandana, but it's acting. You got to pretend to be someone else. At 50 Cent, I don't think he ever grasped that mm. concept. So even in every film, he's like, yeah, yeah, I'll be like, yeah, I'm playing this stage <laughs> and today. Well, get, get, get Reese or Die Trying. I didn't even know that was a drama. I watched it a couple oh, times. It's, oh, it's hilarious. Funny. It's so funny. It's hilarious. <laughs> what? That's a drama? Yeah, yeah. I don't think sure. he really um, cared about the acting No, no. Credentials. What he really he's cared like, about. Am I getting paid? Yeah. What he really <laughs> cared about, like you say, was business. The mm. power of the dollar. The, in, a th- in a call back to the name of his first album. And... What a businessman he's proved to be, mm. as on the 13th of July 2015, it has been reported across the networks of the world that 50 Cent Curtis Jackson has declared himself bankrupt. And the great irony is that he's now worth 50 Cent. That's superb. <laughs> yeah, that's, and that's great. I hope you're the first to say it. I doubt you are. <laughs> Very highly doubt are. it, yeah. I hope you are. Um, they're talking about debts possibly up to 50 million bucks. Far out. Um, well, I mean, that's the Wall Street Journal's figures. Mm. Uh, it, it's insane. And apparently, uh, in addition to that, I mean, this bankruptcy ruling has come days after a jury ruled that he, he had to pay a, a woman five mil uh, uh, over a sex tape thing. Yeah. So he... he he's obviously trying to close a case that he's been sued on privately hasn't got the money to pay it and the only way to deal with those kind of debts when you're broke is to declare yourself bankrupt yep. so well, you don't have the to thing pay is, that shit there's a difference between being broke and being bankrupt no, so him is, being is, uh, right. filing for bankruptcy means that he legally doesn't have to pay that's very true um, yeah. this, his uh, Rick Ross's ex-girlfriend so he's got a few quid somewhere somewhat, what's her that's name right, she's, got, she's, got a bag. she's got a kid with Rick Ross doesn't she yeah. Lestonia yeah. Leviston she uh, is Rick Ross's um, uh, ex-girlfriend, but yeah, he, I, I assume she must have, I don't know how it got into um, uh, uh, 50s hands, but yeah, he's released a sex tape which features her, and it, at one point it was reported that it was Rick Ross in the sex tape too, and oh. then so she filed uh, a suit against him and was ordered to, he was ordered Can to I pay like Can I just give like a massive, million. massive shout out to all the women that have had to sleep with Rick Ross <laughs> over the years? Because I don't no. know how you've done yeah. it. You're incredible, no. and I, I hope you got paid Where's in some Hulk way. Music? I'm not, I'm not labelling you music. prostitutes at all or anything like that. I hope you got some money because if I even had that to be friends with Rick, that makes it worse. What Ross, are you talking about? No, because you know, listen, like if, if you slept with him, you there's no way you could have enjoyed any moment of. It. He's such a disgusting man. If you were in conscious, so many ways. Just if, if you were, con- were conscious, yeah, if you were roofied by this <laughs> fucking rapist motherfucker. <laughs> Uh, yes. In his, let Doc me play Breezy devil's advocate. <laughs> and maybe, you know, there's some women out there, maybe that's their cup of tea. They're like it? a big like, fat bull guy with tits. Even just the, tits. Like the science of how does that even mechanically work? Yeah. That's just, even that's Because you know he's got one of those tiny little cocks. Oh, yeah. You know absolutely. those massive, just, big, fat guys. I don't know and how And they've works. just got the thing, it looks the like acorn. three testicles. Yeah. I'm not like disgusted that women sleep with him. I'm just fucking surprised. Yeah. I'm surprised it can even actually work. But, you know, there's a lot of women who are dumb enough to believe his lyrics. Mm. And Rick Ross is somebody who's like, he started off in his early raps talking about how he was a billionaire. Mm. And then he had to, like, he got to the Rich, Rich Forever mixtape and he's talking about, like, landing on his own heliport in his own helicopter and how he's worth, like, 300 billion and all this <laughs> stuff. Like, he, th- he's got to, he has yeah. to own a, a, a small country, a developing country. Yeah. Or a, a planet somewhere soon. That's sweet oil money. Otherwise, yeah. his raps, this is going to be like, oh, Rick's flopping. Yeah. He, he, he only owns Greece. Yeah. Anyone yeah. who listens to Rick Ross, Mate, you can 
if I can buy Grace right now. Help quick. Need yeah. some serious mm. intervention because that guy you, is just. I, t- I think you know what's really depressing about rap right now is that I hear people who are biting Rick's flow. And to be fair to Rick, he did come out with a flow, right? Not a great flow, but he had a flow. And because it was, you know, popular, I hear rappers biting his average ass flow, and it, that just. That is so depressing. And to this me. is I don't ha- even know if they realise they're doing it. No, but this is what I'm saying. The story is always the same, isn't it? Monkey see, monkey do. So mm-hmm. it's like if the examples being put up there are whack examples, Sarah's then black, we're going to get whackness. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's going to get. Uh, you're going to have like whack results, isn't it? So this is why we need like good examples of people to be put up there. I mean, I was just reading this horrific article about, um, yeah, just the sexualization of children's um, charts and chart music when you see oh, this man, like read, new Rihanna, Rihanna video and it's just like this is basically a snuff porno mm. you know Crazy, where it's like it? it's and at nuts. one point we thought the like a prayer Madonna video was outrageous and controversial mm. kind of thing and it's like you watch this and the, Rihanna knows her record label knows her management knows her agency knows that her target audience are little ki- kids where two years previous they're playing like tea parties you know yeah. with their friends kind yeah. of thing and now you're like basically exposing them to like uh, you know just, I'll be oh, real with you that's Jesus. why I like Taylor Swift because Taylor Swift and Rihanna have got exactly the same audience and Taylor Swift actually recognises a level of responsibility. She knows what she's about. So she dips into the world of hip-hop a little bit. You know, she gets those kind of Mark Ronson-esque beats and shit. She might do a little rap on there. But it's just so crispy clean. But do you know yeah. what What I find confusing is, like, I would like to see more synergy between what an artist is doing in their real life and representing in their real life and what yeah, they're totally. talking about on a record. So it's Very. one thing to be like, I'm going out for my checkbook and making sure the Spotify aren't taking my money. But then on your record, you're just like, hey, the hokey cokey. And it's mm. like, talk about what is real. Let's school the kids so they can't be taken advantage of. But no, you're just going to do the same, like, like, there's no content in her songs. Come on. Hey, yeah, that's that, not true. Yeah, yeah, the hate, hate is going to hate, 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 hate. Yeah, 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 and shake it off. You Never know, a true word said. When you really check it, when you really unpack <laughs> that yeah. and analyse it, haters are gone hate, oh, hate, they, hate. They really are. <laughs> they are. They really it's are. Deep. They fucking are. Yeah, I mean, man. when I did hear that song, it's like everything stops. And I just, the world changed from that moment on for me. Yeah. And it's like, I've, I've never been the same again. It's just made me really rethink my whole life strategy and everything. Because like, I really feel like that when I hear her music. I like that song, man. Fuck you. <laughs> hey, there, yeah. There's a great video if you shit. get a chance, actually. It's not. It's actually quite a good song. If, if, if you get on the internet, again. It's as good I've, as I've the been, Teletubbies I've, I've, theme tune. No, no, no. It's a lot it's better now. <laughs> it's a marginally. There, yeah. there's, a, there's a great uh, video <laughs> online. It's, uh, there's a secondary school uh, up north called Seaham uh, Secondary School. And uh, this has become a bit of a trend. Um, teachers at the end of the year, when the, the highest year is, is leaving, so whether that be year 11, mm-hmm. um, they do like a goodbye video. And at some point in the past couple of years, that's become like miming to a song. Um, and in this new one for this school, it starts off with all the, the, the senior management team in the office saying, how sh- what should we do this year for the video? Uh, and then they just suddenly start miming to the Shake It Off song. Mm. But the way it's shot, the whole thing is done in one shot. I don't know how the fuck they do it. And it's every member of staff in the school. And it's one of the most joyous experiences <laughs> you'll have online. It is beautiful. <laughs> it's family-friendly 
it's it's hilarious and the kids at that school will never forget so big big up that high school because mm. that is incredible and I listen I will stand by that shake it off I like that tune do you know uh, maybe what 50 Cent could do as a goodbye from the industry tune he could mime that song um, King of the Road trail of <laughs> rent room to let 50 Cent I ain't got no cigarettes <laughs> Don't you reckon? Don't hey, King of the road. King of the road. Oh, okay. Hey, um, do you know how we were talking about uh, Ja Rule before as well? Obviously, Ja and, and the beef with Fitty. I, uh, I saw like it, only, it was only a couple of months. Literally like a couple of months ago that Fitty was bragging about buying Murder, Inc. records and then owning all of Ja Rule's music. as like a big fuck you. But you this know? is what I'm saying with the 50 Cent bankruptcy like story. He is a very smart dude. I mean, he yeah. bought that. He invested in that vitamin water, which was sold to Coke. Coca-Cola for $4.1 billion mm. in 2007. Shit. Like, clearly, he's just being, like, hard-headed about not... There's no way he's giving no money to this woman, yeah. to Rick Ross's ex, and so he's going to go buy it, whatever means it takes Probably to is. avoid making yeah. this payment. And so one way to do that is filing for bankruptcy yeah. because the, what the, legally he's still allowed to work yeah. and he's still allowed to uh, be yeah. a performer and everything, but he's just... Um, uh, he has no... Uh, you know, he's not expected to actually pay this this money uh, uh, the, the, headphone, moment, the headphones didn't really work out no <laughs> <laughs> the, the tinnitus by 50 but no they were, the, the funniest the funniest part of it tinnitus for me was 2000. yeah was um in the court papers it said rap wars or beefs are common in rap in the rap and hip-hop culture mm. and involve irritating other artists to create more interest develop more awareness for themselves and create competition or Battles as to who can create material up to standard quickly. Mm-hmm. I like that Brilliant. little breakdown yeah, in the court. So oh, that's what it means. Yeah, right, so right. like okay, just yeah. between you and I, guys, I know yeah. you don't know anything yeah. about this, so let me break it down for you. <laughs> so, yeah, basically. Those young men, aren't they? <laughs> yes. yes they are. Very energetic. Yeah, the hip hop and rap cultures. Beef? They um, eat steaks together? What? They go mm. out for steak? I don't know how it works. <laughs> They've got beef. Oh, they must own cows. <laughs> so, so, we're basically sending out this week's. No, they didn't. Has got to be fifties bankruptcy, but it's it's pretty. It's going to some pretty extreme how measures. The, how the fuck did he hammer himself though? How did he MC hammer himself? It, Thirty million <laughs> albums he, he he sold. No, but you see, this is why I'm saying having business albums. intelligence counts, which is why you need to sing about this oh. stuff in your music rather than just like let's all do the hokey pokey. Because when you own a business. That is separate to your personal assets. So you don't, like, for example, what you earn as an individual, you have to pay tax on that. But if it's a business expense, if it's a business earning, that is completely different Mm. tax laws and everything like that. As soon as I started earning money, I started up a a business, which is where all my money goes into. You know why? Because I am so terrible with money. If you look at my own personal bank account, it looks exactly like it did when I was 19 years old. <laughs> it's like minus 750 pounds. And I'm still trying to find those those ATMs where you can get a fiver out. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but my business account is crazy. All right? You know, and, and, and it's beautiful because I can't fuck with it. I can't touch it. You know, I have to pay myself a wage, a paltry wage, from that business. So I know that somewhere down the line, my kids are going to be good. Property is going to be good. But All that this shit is, is the kind of information that needs to be shared with young but people. I, you know business sense. I got that from my accountant. I didn't get that from any of my friends. I didn't get it from anyone. I need exactly. my accountant because told me to yeah. do that. People are listening to Rick Ross and they're listening like, to Taylor Swift songs an and they're listening like, to this. What's he doing? Of course he does. I mean, obviously this is an extremely business savvy person from when he's doing deals with Coca-Cola for like 
four billion dollars and stuff. But what I'm saying is, this is how you pay the loopholes in the law, which is completely legal, to get away with not paying this poor lady for her feeling that she was at punitive damages um, for his, being exposed. His, to his net worth was 155 million dollars yeah. in May. That but, is not even two months ago. But maybe, maybe, How the, but that's my. Th- maybe I he don't wasn't know even that good at, Maybe he yeah, wasn't yeah. that good at business. Like even talking about his headphones before Sleek Audio, I think something like that. And uh, he had a summons to pay eleven million pounds to them and didn't do it. Do you know what I mean? So mm. a, there was a lot of big, massive, massive right, debts right. like that. There was tons that across the board, not just that one five They're million. Calling that shit. In. Yeah, yeah. And he, so he was just trying to. He, he's like definitely he said, got he's some dough overseas though somewhere. Of yeah. course he has. Yeah. Of course he has. This Come is on. all about his American money, mm. his personal fortune. Yeah. So, so I say knows, this week's. Like, no, they didn't. It's got to be about fifty cent, and it's pretty mm. extreme measures that he's gone to, from what it seems like, possibly to get his own way. But what kind of extreme measures have you guys gone to to meet the ends that you've been looking for? Hit us up at twittercom foodbarradio.com. You're gonna expose all your deepest darkest to us now, mm. can't you? Um, but no, hit us up at Tuesday Drive at foodbarradio.com. What are the most extreme measures that you have been to to get your own way or to get a result that you've been looking for? Do you know what? I've got one I'll tell you up next, and it ended a friendship completely. Nice. You know what else I love about Beat Nut? This is going to come into a Beat Nut, spe- turn into a Beat Nut special show now. Why not? The man? other Let's thing I love, those motherfuckers. exactly. The other thing I love about Beat Nuts, they've got that straight up underground credibility, and um, you know they do a great show. They've got an ill catalogue, and they've got like mainstream crossover mm. bangers too. Whereas like I've been able to yeah, go around real. the world, play these tunes in like jiggy clubs, and they still rock the rock the joint. And people bite their loops all the fucking time. Yeah. That, I mean that one you just played, like J Lo, blatantly T that mm. and then like she could have got around it by saying you know what let me get them to rap on the rap on the song yeah. so she just went me- and got the locks instead remember that yeah and yeah yeah no 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 that was outrageous and then i know with miss dynamite as well she had the um was it what was the other tune they had they oh you mean no escaping maybe a few more beat nuts jams coming for you later but yeah no i think they're going to be in the uk later so let's try and get them on the on the show i think that will be lovely remember you can keep your suggestions coming through to us at tuesday drive at food radio.com for subjects that you would like Dr. Rap about. Is it Wendy? Was that the lass's name? Wendy and Streatham what, what? Uh, <laughs> would like me to rap what about up? how her strap just broke on her shoe and then as a result of that she chipped her toenail varnish. Um, Steep. Maybe I yeah, should I mean, listen, I, 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 I can, <laughs> can rap about it. I can rap about anything, but there's, there's, can you relate there's, not, there's to not much Can you relate to the toenail Oh, yeah, tippage? yeah. I've had a very similar situation. When I was... Uh, a drag queen. Climbing the, uh, <laughs> the Duns River Falls in Jamaica. Yeah. Uh, the, <laughs> is the, this for real? I had this <laughs> Nike this Nike flip-flop because I didn't, I didn't get the, the, the climbing shoes. I thought, no, fuck it, I don't need those. I don't need I had this that. Ni- Nike flip flop, and it just exploded on my foot. It just fell apart, and then I whacked the whacked. A, uh, I got hit by a wave, and I cracked my toe on. Um, can I just say, so Wendy? There's oh, hope. Yeah, can I just say, Doctor, and if you were going, 
it's still dislocated to this day. If you were going hiking, you're going on like a climb, like a hiking thing, and you yeah. wear flip flops, you fucking deserve to break your feet, mate. Yeah, but I was sorry, a kid, buddy. So I was but a isn't kid. that what Aussies yeah. wear all the time? Not for flip flops. We wear them to the beach. Hey, I'm the absolutely. Backyard. I've been rock climbing in flip flops. There you go. And it was. Yeah, I crazy, literally was like risking thing. my life, but it was one of those situations where you'd gone too far and there was like no backing out. Fucking thug in Thailand trying to get to this lagoon. Yeah, nearly killed myself. I was pleased to escape out of that one. So yeah, I like that email from Wendy I just I just wonder if it's got quite enough abstraction for me to, to, to wrap around it mm. you know what I'm saying mm. like you well, can do it you can do it I believe in you but keep your suggestions yeah, coming through coming to in. us we love hearing from you guys uh, in general in, anyway in, so in hit terms us up of, like how far you'd go to get what you want mm. um, big shout out to Neil in Stratford the Avon one that is um, who once told a girl who fancied his mate that uh, he was only into men he told this girl that his mate that she fancied was only into men so that she wouldn't <laughs> ask him out. Uh, and That's he deep. asked her out instead and romanced the hell out of her. Oh, you know what I, I like mean, how guys. He's giving himself. <laughs> you, I he's like written, how the props he's given himself. He says, you know what I mean, wait, guys. Wait, wait, wait. And he's actually written wink, wink. He hasn't used the emojis. He's written wink, <laughs> wink. He's pretty, pretty sure he did sex and, to her. And then he's put a space and he's put, she dumped me when she fell out of, when she fell out. She dumped me when she fell out, but life goes on. I think she means she dumped she me when she out fell out with car him. When she was trying to get away yeah, from yeah, you, let's, hope, let's, let's hope it's not that. Neil, if you could, uh, Neil, you're worrying. Me. Clarify. I, I don't know if did I'm you, too into this whole just. Have you shoved her out of the car at 65 miles an hour, or did she fall out of love with you? Um, but he says life goes on for him. She's <laughs> she's, she's in a coma. Nerves, not for her. Yeah, not for her. No, not for her. Oh shit! Thanks, Neil. Um, I, I had one where you know you got to go to extreme measures to get to get what you want. I had one that like literally completely finality ended a friendship, a long term friendship as well. Oh no! But basically, what happened was um, uh, me and a friend had like we got into a position where we were able to buy a business, an indoor skate park, mm-hmm. and basically ran like this three three level indoor skate park, and we had it for about a year. Or so, and, and basically, <laughs> we had a little. It was like a shop down the bottom. The first level was the street course and the bowl up the top and stuff like that. Um, and this guy, as as good of a mate as he was and how enthusiastic he was to do it and everything like that like lovely dude he's just like would get drunk behind the counter leave the door unlocked at night time when he'd go home and just like doing all this terrible shit terrible terrible shit and we'd start building this place up we would point to the point where we had you know like hundreds of kids coming through there every week they were like dependent it was in like a, you know the western suburbs of melbourne <laughs> so a really shitty area right mm-hmm. and these kids like had fucking you know couldn't couldn't stay at home had nowhere to go they would come and spend all their time with us and it just got to the point after about a year i was just like i don't know what to do like it's gonna this is gonna really really blow up in my face if i keep doing this with this guy but if i just walk away from it there's gonna all these kids are gonna have absolutely nowhere to go and they're gonna be fucked you know what i mean and this dude's not gonna run it by himself or whatever so it was a really really tough one and i knew that whatever decision or however i decided to go about it was going to basically in this friendship so the the only because i I just felt like it was so so important to the local community to have this place up and running and clean as a whistle for all these kids and families to be able to go there that i had to go to the landlord um had a meeting with the landlord and the uh, and the owner of the building as well. And she was like, you know, there was an owner and then a landlord, which is kind of weird, but whatever. Um, and then basically, they I told them the situation and they said, "Cool, well, look, we're going to offer you to renew the lease, and then we're just going to say that we we don't think that this guy is in a position to put him on a lease. So basically, either Hugh, you can take over the lease by yourself." Um, or there's nothing so at all. you were in cahoots with them. Or there's nothing at all. And I was like, fuck, I really don't know what to do in this situation. But at the same token, it was like it was like a business thing that I knew that was not going to be separated in friendship. Mm. How could you? Like, what, what would you do in a situation like that? 
What would you do? Oh, me Sarah? personally. Yeah. What would you do? Oh, I mean, I would try and speak level-headedly with the person first. Yeah. Like, you've got to go through the different stages, and then uh, when it gets to extreme measures, extreme circumstances, then maybe you need some ex- extreme measures, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, we had, <laughs> we had had all these conversations, and it was just a constant thing of, yeah, sorry, I fucked up. 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 And it would just keep happening and happening and happening. And I was like, Fuck. But, I mean, that was a pretty extreme measure for me because not only did I have to go have this conversation with the landlord, but I had to do something that I felt like was kind of behind my friend's back and I felt fucking horrible about it, even still to this day, like, you know. Oh, no, you have to let it go because it's a learning curve. It is a learning even curve. Even going through difficult or negative things, yeah. it's an experience which you grow from out of it, don't you? Yeah, so I mean, I stand that's by a it. positive. And I stand by it because it did, like, the, the business flourished and it was an amazing place for a long time for lots of kids, you know what I mean? So Aww. I stand by it, but it was fucking hard, man. Yeah. Really hard. No, business is, ain't no joke. No. And that's why also, I mean, keeping bands together as well. Mm. Like, you've always got to be impressed with um, bands that manage to stick together because it was so many different personalities to satisfy and everything. Last mm. week, I um, DJed at the Roots concert, which I didn't believe it was their first... Uh, concert in four years in the UK yeah, and their only been UK while, show. Yeah, oh. but I couldn't believe it. But of course, because they've been like the resident band on is it Saturday Night Live oh, or yeah, yeah. who is it? One of them people. G- Jimmy, what is it? Uh, Jimmy. Yeah, I think Jimmy, oh, Jimmy Fallon. Fallon. Jimmy Fallon. Fallon. I think it's yeah, Fallon. Yeah, it was, yeah, all yeah, the same yeah. anyway. But yeah. yeah, one of those really big <laughs> shows. Like, so yeah, I guess that's why they've not been out on the on the road. <laughs> Black <laughs> Thought, man. Can we just spare a thought for Black Thought? Mm. Can we spare a multiracial well, thought I, for Black Thought? Why are you saying that though? Because he's just the, he's one of the greatest rappers of all time, who I think is massively underrated because his team is so fucking amazing and because you know what I'm saying yeah and like, I actually picked because you're reading my you mind you think of the roots but you don't think of Black Fort unless you like you're really into lyrics and I just think ah, just think he's one of the best oh he, definitely he's, he's up he there like, with, with like Andre 3000 you know like, mm-hmm. as one of those rappers you don't really think of like as a rapper because he's not Black Thought he's the roots just but, like Andre is outcast yeah. but also they're just like low-key killing it and low-key feared by yeah. MCs yeah, like yeah, they're yeah. The, these are the one of, these are the one of the kind of MCs where other people don't want to go on a track yeah, yeah. after them yeah. and <laughs> they've, know, even, like even, Pharaoh, they've Munch, even had Andre. hits and people still don't think of them as like uh, MC's MC like you would you know with a Biggie or a Big L or a Jigga or whoever do you know what I mean mm. people still see them as oh yeah they're part of that band or like alternative <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, they're, them two, two of my favourite spitters in my top five all day long. Who, Andre and Black Thought? Yeah, think? all day long. Yeah, no, no. Then, oh, that would be a nice track. Faramonch, Andre 3000, Black Thought. And I do actually have a Black uh, Faramonch, Black Thought tune um, to, to play that I mm. already picked out today, mm. so that fits in nicely. But I mean, Roots, wicked example of one of these groups who have managed to overcome the challenges of being, you know, keeping so many people happy in a yeah. group. And they've kept the show going on the road. Their gig the other day was really dope. But it awesome, was just man. so nice how they put the whole show together where they did um, you know covers of like meters tunes James Brown and stuff mm. and like fit them into the show with the solos with the percussionist and Questlove doing mm. like a battle kind of um, call and response thing it was all like really super yeah, they keep it moving don't they yeah. always yeah. have something different going on and they always have like an experimental section where it goes like mad like free jazz type vibes mm-hmm. although I have to say there was one year when they were touring the um what was the album that came out in like '98? Um, the one with dynamite on it and all of that. Yeah, adrenaline. I yeah, things fall apart. Things fall apart. Thank you. Probably That's my like favorite Roots album. album. And I went to see them at Brixton, and they had that experimental section where, like, Questlove was just like. 
just playing every drum in the world at the same time <laughs> and then the bass player was like <laughs> and I was so fucking high yeah that, like yeah. It, you, you know like, when you know when shit dude. like when you're really high and <laughs> shit like that out. happens yeah. but it goes beyond that and it starts making you a bit sick because you can't you, start you can't play a whitey. <laughs> yeah I thought I'm gonna go yeah, in a whitey stepping into the w- realms of a whitey mid roots and I've whitey at Brixton before I've whitey there four Ooh, years before that's not that. a good place yeah. to the have a whitey communication tour mm. Beastie Boys in I 94 I have a whitey I waited Brixton in the middle Academy. of sabotage but um, <laughs> that was funny as well mm. but um, yeah so no their show and that is in stark contrast to what you see at the Kendrick Lamar show where it's just some it's not varied dudes enough. playing it's not varied their, enough. the right notes in the right places and he's running around and it's mm. like there's no actual interactional vibe or any kind of musical chemistry or artistry mm. going on on stage you're not getting a performance you're just getting a Which run is, through yeah. the track and that's not it's what, what you, you expect the from show, lesser sure. rappers so than, uh, than Kendrick well, what happened you said you said the extreme measures that we give Oh no no no! I was just saying, like, as a band, oh, you go right, through right. so many extreme processes, and yeah, that's why not yeah, many yeah. bands um, last, and that's why not many labels want to sign bands because they're like, okay, we don't want to have to be dealing with five, keeping five different people happy, like when we can just get this coat hanger and get them to do whatever they're told. And so um, you've got to take your hat off to a group like the Roots because they managed to like champion through the adversity of being a group. But this track came out on the recent Faramonch album, um, PTSD. And it, for me, it was just so ill to hear Faro spitting alongside Black Thought on this one. This is called Rapid Eye Movement. It's because we like to give um, yeah. Dot a good choice by the time uh, um, it gets down to it. But before we go any further with that, okay, uh, I think, um, yeah, we should uh, cue her as um, she's been doing oh, some interesting things this week. What are you doing, you filthy bastard? I'll tell you what, last night, I fucking bowled my eyes out like a little baby. And it wasn't because of dislocation. Like, I cried a lot. That's why I moved to London, because it rains so much, and I figure I can just walk in the rain, and I can see me crying all the time. It's going to make a big difference, you know what I mean? But yeah, I did. I bawled my eyes out last night. I went and saw um, uh, Amy, the, uh, Amy uh, the documentary, of course, about uh, Amy, Amy Winehouse. Um, and it's just, like, it's incredible. You know, it really is. It was so mind-blowing and just so sad as well. By the end of it, I was literally, I was just in tears. And the person who was with me was kind of a bit embarrassed. I was like, fucking let me cry. I feel. I'm a man that feels things. I want to fucking let that emotion out. But what? how do they tell the story? Is it with <sighs> a na- narrative? Is it like... It's in the same way as, as Senna, which is directed by the same uh, same director, Asif Kapadio, who's, who's a good friend of mine. 
Senoa's uh, uh, multi-award winning, Oscar winning mm. documentary about uh, an F1 driver in the, in the 80s. And I hate F1. I mean, it's just fucking noise to me. Oh, it wasn't and, that Rush and, and film. And no, it? no, oh, Rush, right. Rush bit <laughs> so was... much shit from Senna. It's untrue. Oh, I see. This, Senna was a documentary <laughs> yeah, also, uh, and it was made in exactly the same fashion. So you hear interviews. There's no talking heads. You hear... Uh, people contributing but all you see is archive footage yeah. from the start to the finish that's mm-hmm. how they did Senna it was revolutionary then and it keeps the tradition going and Amy um, the big difference with Amy is that because it's obviously much more modern there's a lot of phone footage there's a lot of uh, stuff that she shot herself or her best friends have shot or has been shot while she's you know been on tour and, 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 and whatnot. so what is it, is it her movie. life story is it a story yeah, particular point of her primer- no, no, career it's how's pretty it much going her life yeah. story. like it kind of starts out with her obviously being quite young and how she first sort of got into music and you know she was working with some song you know some people kind of caught notice of how well she could sing um, she was like I don't really write songs but I have been writing all these poems and then people were looking at the poems and going you are writing songs yeah, they're lyrics like they're fucking what you're writing here is incredible mm. but one other thing I because I have, I've always loved Amy Winehouse I've loved her music but it's not an artist that I'd really, really sort of delved into and known too much about the personal stuff, you know what I mean? For I don't, I don't even know why I haven't, but I just never have. So if, even learning things about her last night, about how how much even in the jazz world, like for people like she did, a, you know, obviously she did that very famous duet with Tony Bennett and stuff mm. like that. But she was like just incredibly, incredibly respected by the jazz community all around the world as a first and foremost a jazz singer, yep. you know what I mean? And also how inc- she is really, really good guitarist. Like Great she, guitarist. she is an amazing. Incredible. And they they, they print the lyrics up on the screen every now and again, which reminds you how great a writer, how great a lyricist she she really was. But yeah, that's right. You do forget what a guitarist she was. She was embraced also by the the rap world. Yep, exactly. Uh, And she loved that because she was Mm. a huge rap fan. Um, in fact, it's really sad, isn't it? That last voicemail that uh, Salam Remy, one of uh, Nas's producers, Mm. gets from her. Saying like she's got all this fucking all these ideas in her yeah. head. She's like, I got some Wu Tang shit in my head. Yeah, oh, well, I need, yeah. We need to link up. Yeah. Um, it's tragic. It was especially tragic for me. I mean, I was a friend of Amy's. We worked together for a couple years, uh, and I was called upon by uh, the director Asif Kapadia to come and do some interviews uh, and and submit some photos and footage that I I had for the movie. Um, which I have to say, initially, I was very um, standoffish about why you know uh, because i just feel like there's a lot of controversial things about amy there's a lot of people who feel different ways and everybody's got their own recollections and their own agendas mm. as well and you know i'm still in show business and there's some people that uh you know close friends of mine i spoke to in private they'll know that you know there's some people in the industry that i i'm still not happy with yeah. over the amy affair um and and um you know, I, I, I don't want to say too much. I don't want to say too much because, the, 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 honestly, it's, it's, it's still raw with a lot of people. Yeah. And when I, when I went to the screening, I was with the director, Asif Kapadi, and with Nick Shamansky, who was uh, her manager from a very, very young yeah. age. Yeah. He's, a, he's a major part of the film. Um, a, a really, really nice guy. And, and, you know, talking to both of them, I, I sense the same anger in them. I don't sense it. They, they aired it out. And uh, I think there's there's... There's a lot of individuals who I'll go as far as saying they got blood on their hands, you know, and listen, Amy was an individual who she's a human being. She's got to take responsibility for herself. She's not a child, Mm. you know, so a lot of things were, you know, without a doubt her own doing. Mm. But 
there was a point where she was genuinely genu- genuinely a very ill person 100%. and at that yeah. point any normal employer or anybody around a professional person who was that ill would say you know what let's stop. just do nothing for let's a bit stop. and work it out later Cause I and, think that, and that didn't happen that could have happened absolutely and, and I, that's I, what le- le- left me left a bad taste in my mouth you know mm-hmm. and I was at the uh, the Q&A after the after the, the, the screening and a lot of people were throwing a lot of dumb questions at, um, at the director and at Nick Shemansky as well and I, 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 there was lots of things I could have said but I just didn't say it there's no point mm. there's no point you know Amy's become something else now she's become a kind of Kurt Cobain she's become a, 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 a mythical mm. person but I knew I knew the human being you know mm. and I, I was, it's just sad not to have her here yeah. and I'm angry that there was things that could have been done to avoid that end you know? uh, Sarah I think especially for, for you and I know how passionate you are about good music and people doing music for the right reasons and I think something that you will personally really take out of the doco is that she was just you know a, a musician through and through every essence of her soul was a complete musician and she had no interest in being famous she, had, she never wanted that to be a part of it. And she even at one point in the doco, she says that, you know, I feel so lucky that I've got this gift of this voice, but I would give it all back to not be famous. You know what I mean? You could see, like, she was somebody that really battled with her demons her whole life. Yeah. And music was her outlet. It was completely her outlet. So when she became so big that she won four Grammys and was just mm-hmm. a worldwide and huge success, and there was just so much demand on her, it stopped being an outlet for her and started being another demand, which she, her only escape, because everywhere she went was paparazzi, Everywhere and everyone around her, like her, at one point her uh, alcohol and drug addictions was so on top of her that she goes away. I think it might have been Spain or somewhere, but she goes away to an island basically for about six months. And all she wanted was her dad because mm. she got really fucked up from a young age when her dad left, really mm. brutally left mm. the family, and that fucked her up straight away. And then you know you see in a series of the. Uh, Relationship she gets into and marries, um, you know, Blake Fielder and stuff like that. It's just so destructive, so such destructive relationships mm-hmm. that even to when she gets to the point where she's already well over breaking point, she needs to be completely away, privately away, and she's like, all she wants is her dad to come and visit her at this island, and so she can start putting the pieces back together. He he goes out there with a fucking TV crew to do a he documentary a on my daughter, reality, doing a reality, reality cheesy TV reality show. show, and she's like just, the, 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 the real Amy. By she's her just dad. heartbroken. She's like, all I wanted was to get a bit of my life back, and you've come out here and done that. And she's, yeah. she's like, well, my only escape, I can't physically do any other escape except get high and get drunk. It's the only way she can get away. Feels like she could get any peace from the world. I had the, uh, the the other thing that the film really reminded me in a, in a positive sense was how funny she was because she always always made me laugh. She was a mm. proper clown. Do you know what I mean? She was hilarious. She had a real great sense of humour. And the other positive that I took from it was that I always felt this little guilt because I've always felt that way. Like a lot of people around her could have done more, but at the same time, I thought I got fucked up with her yeah. loads. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And at that time, I wasn't complaining. You know what I mean? Mm. But then there was a time in Edinburgh, we went to a Tex-Mex, me, her, and uh, Daniel Merriweather. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. The three of us. You know Daniel, right? Yeah, and he, when, when she passed away, he was devastated. He yeah, was, he was in bet. Melbourne at the time, and he was just heartbroken. So it was us three in a, in a, a, a Tex-Mex in, in Edinburgh, and me and Daniel ordered some big burritos. And she ordered like a, a bowl of nachos, a little bowl of nachos. And we'd been traveling together for weeks at this point. I had never seen her eat. Mm. I drunk with her. I got high with her, but I'd never see her really eat. And she was so skinny as well. Well, she's bulimic you know? as well. You, yeah, you find that out in the doctor. So um, she went to the toilet, and then me and Daniel were like, "I think we should. I think we should say something about the eating." You know? Mm. And he was like, "You say it." I was like, "No, you say it." <laughs> you yeah. know? 
and then she came back and I was like I sort of made as anodyne a comment as I could about her Good not word. eating I was like yeah maybe we should order something else you know tried to make it a little bit light hearted and she just laughed it off but you know looking back and then watching the film as well you know it brought a lot of that stuff back it was very very raw for me like mm. w- watching the film but on the whole I would say hats off to Asif Kapadia because that movie blames nobody it just shows you a full recollection from the people that knew her mm. and it lets you decide and yep. that is what I want from a biography of any person you know yeah. I think like what oh. by the sounds I've like, got what? my friends and my enemies yeah. on the film about my life I know she's a fr- friend of yours mate so he uh, yeah let's listen are <laughs> you hugging mm-hmm. it out mm-hmm. no, I think like really though like <laughs> what the, the, by the sounds of it what it underlines is um, what a scummy place like the music industry is like if you're someone who's flirting with fame or the industry and you haven't got a network of people around you to hold you down it's a cold blooded place out mm. there because any artist out there who thinks like you're record label actually cares about you as a human being or your manager cares about you or your agent cares about you (laughs) you need to wake up quick time and you need to know that the people around you are there because of you they're not there because they're going to get into so and so party for free or they're going to get a photo with whatever cat or anything because at the the end of the day or wherever those are the ones at the end of the day like you know a label an agent a manager they've all got their own independent interests and that is Every day they're waking up thinking, how can I get make the most money out of this product, mm-hmm. this brand kind mm-hmm. of thing? And so if you're... Which is a very just, sensible business approach. You just can't, you can't put that on a human being. But you this is also why, for me, I have no interest or aspirations in the music industry. That's not a world that I have any admiration for mm-hmm. kind of thing. And so it's just mm-hmm. unfortunate in someone like Amy's uh, case then that, you know, she didn't have that, that grounding behind her as well to guard her fr- yeah. from that too. I no, mean, there own. are definitely like people who succeed in um, uh, being super famous but they manage to keep their um, you know m- create that separation between their privacy uh, the, in, their private lives and um, mm. the, the stage life isn't it and so mm. um, but uh, then that's where you have to look to a lot of the, the manage- managerial people around you who are um, then putting you in these positions Agreed. for you to be milk because they know that oh it's going to be great if you're spotted here or it's going to be great if you're doing yeah. this this that with this person this is a great way for us to promote so what you're your up back, to listeners yeah. don't get raped and I mean yeah. that just in music industry terms <laughs> well every term actually yeah but every also term. don't get raped in general especially by dolphins because yeah, they do the 14 people a year get raped by dolphins yeah, that's and a, they've that's got a barbed fact. penises that's guys <laughs> barbed penises so yeah. uh, listen we've got loads more raps about anything's coming in uh, before we get into that uh, Hugh, there's a there's one one for you. A little uh, no, they didn't. Yeah. Well, first um, we're going to play a, a, an Amy yeah. tune. Though. Are we going to get into we'll, an Amy we'll tune? We'll do that oh, one next. So there's one for me. That's weird. Respect. R.I.P. Uh-huh. Amy Winehouse. Uh-huh. He's back to black. It even makes me sad just hearing that. God, I fucking cried like a baby last night. It was good. I slept well. <laughs> you got it out of the system. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of course, that was Amy Winehouse. But you guys, did you guys watch any of um, Wimbledon? I watched it all. Did you? I yeah. was so gutted. There was all these matches I wanted to watch and I wasn't able to because I was so busy. There were so many busy. great players. Hang on, hang on, so hang many on, mavericks. Hang on, hang on. You watched all of Wimbledon? Yeah, yeah. Every game? Yeah, I wasn't working. So. You watched every single game? <laughs> I didn't watch every single well, match. Well, you just said I watched all of it. Yeah, I watched a few in the first round, a few oh. in the second round, a few in the third round. Cool. So you didn't watch all of it? No, but no one watches all of it. Well, apparently you do. 
Nobody watches all have the videos. Have you ever actually been to Wimbledon? Some games take I would absolutely kill. There was for a while there, uh, my, my agency uh, had always got invited to the opening day. They have a, like a little champagne and strawberries and cream thing there. Ooh. And Ooh. I was invited about four years ago um, because... Uh, they the the seats that they've got were right behind David Attenborough, and they knew I was a huge Attenborough fan. I couldn't go because I was in Edinburgh, and that happened four years running. I was in Edinburgh every year mm. at the comedy festival, so I just I kept missing. No, actually, that can't be right. Where was I? I must have been on tour or something because Edinburgh's yeah. August. It's August, yeah. Um, Slacking. I don't know yes. where the fuck I was, but I missed it every single year, and now I don't get the invite anymore. Oh. I've never been to Wimbledon. That like. There's mm. only two sports that I love outside of football, and that's boxing and tennis. Yeah. Uh, what is it about boxing t- that appeals to you? Same as love. tennis. It's exactly the same as tennis. What's it's that? The, two people, two individuals. Hitting balls. Who, <laughs> <laughs> who are in like a kind of huge psychological and physical chess game. That's what I love about both of those sports. They're just trying to work each other out. Uh, and it's it's so emotionally and physically draining. It's it's like a gladiatorial thing. I'm 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 obsessed with both sports. Yeah. They're incredible. Mm. Yeah. yeah. In no. fact, I should shout out my 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 friend and legendary uh, middleweight boxer Carl Frotch, who retired today. Um, oh. Absolute dawn of the he? game. Thirty eight. Good from Nottingham. Well, I just say what well, I don't like about stone heavier tomorrow about um, <laughs> bo- boxing. Though it's just it's horrific. It's brutal. Mm. It's, it's actually horrible. brutal, and you know it's like when if you've ever been touched by you know mental health issues in later life or people going through dementia, you know it's a really difficult thing to to deal with when you're watching someone fade away in front of you. They're still alive, but that person is diminishing, and so when you realise that a sport like boxing actually aids that. It's, it just makes it hard uh, for I, me I, to be. I think. I think. I think boxing. that's harsh. I, I think no, that's harsh. I think every, everybody knows. Everybody who boxes facts. knows that if they get punched too much in the head, yeah, there's a risk of damage to the brain. Every boxer yeah. knows that yeah. before that they the get into the sport. Boxing, isn't there's, it? there's there's no like Machiavellian character that gets a boy into boxing. They choose to do it. It's, it's not. It's not like a slave trade. They earn absolute eye-watering amounts of money. And there are occasions. And there's lots of boxers. There who are broke. occasions that that get where boxers get in situations where they they get mentally ill or they they piss all their money it's away. It's beyond occasions. I think you it's know? pretty. There's a lot of medical mm. and scientific evidence that shows you are uh, uh, facing an early onset of uh, dementia, which is a much you know higher what? risk it's, than it's, the it's, average it's, member of it, public. And then it's like the uh, money that there's so much pressure on boxers to earn, like their whole but family's but adults, life Sarah. earnings. That's their choice. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm not challenging whether it's a choice. I'm just saying for me it's brutal to watch people competing for early onset dementia mm. you know when <laughs> it's like you see they're competing <laughs> for man no, but that's boxing is that's, that, how it that's such down. a basic way of looking at boxing boxers I, I don't go out to boxing. hurt each other fucking it's, fucking a ba- it's a ballet between the two points. of them it's <laughs> you win po- the objective is to win points based on scoring blows to the head I admire yeah. boxing in terms of like the discipline that it takes the you know the story of boxers like if there's so shit, much that yeah, I admire about boxing if you're a shit boxer you can't protect your head 
needs. I'm not cu- I'm not pu- pu- putting one br- brush over the whole of boxing. Mm. I admire boxing. I think there's so many great attributes that go with um, the greatest boxers kind of thing. But all that I'm saying is, to me, I find it very challenging to watch people being like pulverized, someone getting knocked out. You I know think that's you know, a lot crazy of, uh, a, lot of, a lot of professional athletes, though, end up having um, you know all sorts of kind of physical problems when they're older, whether it's you know that's severe the deal, arthritis, that's the you whether it's when you become people, a professional NFL, athlete. people that even play football. You know what I mean? Like the a lot of people come away from any any professional sport being seriously hurt, like even tennis. Paul even Wimbledon. Have had to shit on tennis the elbow. Track, Where do you think tennis elbow came from, Doc <laughs> yeah. Brown? Came from Wimbledon, all right. It's just interesting how uh, Mayweather what doesn't want his son to box, you know, because he understands like the the physical risk. It's like you know, I would I would by any day I would take more time with somebody that I love rather than time with them in a, a mm. money f- uh, from them in a the ring. You know, oh, it'd, what be I'm hor- it'd be horrific and to be married like to someone see, who boxes. Yeah, or seeing your your parent going through that, or your child, or your bro- anybody oh. you know that you care. But I, there's people I see boxing. I don't even know this person from Adam, and it's like I I I feel it. It yeah. hurts, you know. And so I admire boxing. You know, one of my favorite people in the world is Muhammad Ali, kind of thing. And I, I had so much admiration for what he's achieved inside the ring and outside the ring. But nevertheless, I think it, it's pretty hardcore, like to watch people getting. Uh, beaten in the head opting to beat someone else in the head do you know what I mean like mm. how it's, it's, it's life threatening yeah and so but I still I still love it and I do love tennis definitely yeah and so it was very cool to see um Serena what was this her eighth no what t- how many times is this she's won the not sure well, Wimbledon. Lots, though, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah Grand Slam she's won like 23 or something I mean yeah it's no but I think this is like her eighth Wimbledon oh, or something possibly. like that I can't remember also this yeah. this year she, she I mean this tennis season she won every single Grand Slam which I don't really? think anybody's done before. Aww. She must be good at it. The and Serena what was Slam crazy tripping me out watching Wimbledon this year was seeing the um, uh, athletic. Like it's just incredible how you compare. Because I remember watching like tennis in the eighties, like the physique of tennis players, the men and women, compared to. Um, uh, like all the stats now sort of thing like they've just taken it to a whole next level in terms of like the athleticism behind tennis which is why like people are serving these crazy serves and just taking the whole sport to like a, an, another level of course like there were idiots out there who were making stupid statements about um, Serena Williams which I think is completely uh, irrelevant and neither here nor there but um, but yeah I just think it also it is just like we're seeing an evolution in the sport isn't it yeah I love how uh, JK Rowling jumped in there as well to have Serena's back yeah she's Fucking Serena's legend. number one groupie so sick it was such a did you see that did you see the tweet that um, was, was put out I, I didn't see the actual tweet but I heard about it. what was she she was like oh my someone uh, tweeted um, Serena saying that you're built like a man Right, fuck. It's like fuck off, Nate. So uh, J.K. Rowling uh, emailed a, uh, a a photo of uh, I believe it was of them together, of J.K. Rowling and Serena together. In she's wearing like this beautiful slick red dress, looks like fuck a million pounds. You know what I mean? Mm. And then tweeted that to the person, going, "Yeah, my husband wears this kind of shit all the time, dickhead, <laughs> dickhead." <laughs> so, Serena, Serena is 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 she's more sturdy, she's more muscular than most yeah, of the women yeah. she plays against. But I've never found her to be masculine. Like mm. I understand, there's like there's some some women you might see like you know a female bodybuilder or something like that. You say okay, you know the the, <laughs> the tits have become pecs. There's yeah. no question if about that. If she can penetrate you because she's so muscly, yeah. then you know yeah she yeah. is technically built like a man. Yeah, like that, that clit is solid now. Yeah. Um, yeah, it can actually get inside you. But um, Serena, I've always found her really sexy. Yeah, always. I reckon she's cute, man. Definitely. Um, yeah, I can't. Obviously, you can't. You can't comment. Why? 
it's she doesn't really do it for me no? but yeah <laughs> but, yes. but no i know loads of guys that yeah serena's would. serena's incredible i think i think she's still Has very very feminine she's still very feminine and Lunch she's and got dinner. such a sweet voice as well yeah when you see that it's just like it just hammers the whole thing home mm. yeah but uh, I'd love to. I've, I've dated home. Chinese swimmers who are like eight foot tall. So Serena's nothing, mate. That's fucking you, you walking park from eight foot tall Chinese swimmers. Huge hands, hands like gloves. What's that? They are men, bro. No, no, it's Yao, <laughs> Yao Ming. He's the largest. Hands. Now that I think like about it, like, wow, she, baby, I love you. Your Adam's apple so beautiful. Wow, it's so good. I'm gonna kiss it. Kiss your Adam's apple, baby. But Can you yeah. carry me home, yeah, baby? Big, I'm so big, tired. Up, big up, Serena. Did you see yes, the, the, you see the little video of her, uh, them dancing? Her and um, no, I just saw like stills from it. Oh, yeah, because really that's like funny. the tradition is it's every really the men's and really and funny. the women's yeah, winner really always um, do like a dance at the mm. Wimbledon. It's ball hilarious at the end. No, it's hilarious because like Serena's trying to be cool with it, but it's clearly such a geeky situation. Goofy situation, she just gets on with it. But oh, the look. men's final, I was well into that too. I mean, that was just like crazy to see like two. Geez, like that Federer and Djokovic yeah. kind of thing, like battling it out for that for that final. But yeah, Djokovic, what a um, what a beast! I do often wonder with a lot of these people, like how much other aspects of their personality can they be to get to that level of accomplishment at anything? You've got to be all There's about no that. time for yeah. anything. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, so I wonder they can't. Some they can. Speak. You can see how much like, it means to their partners they, they as well. You know, words. like when you see the girlfriends and boyfriends in in the crowd going mental, you know how much it means. Cause you just think. If they lose, you know what dinner's going to be like tonight. It's going to be no, dinner unbearable. for the next year. Yeah, because <laughs> be. like you say, it's their whole life. Yeah, there's nothing else. Yeah, and props to all the people who are you know partners of these high level artists and sports people because that's a tough that's a tough can road to we, tread, man. I'm telling you. While we're on the Wimbledon topic, can we get some facts in the studio about the dreadlocked uh, half Jamaican, half German? Yeah, player, I've got Dust, right. Dustin yeah. Brown. Yeah. Because the first time I saw him this year, I mean, I've 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 had a bit of a, a thing for Dustin Brown for a couple of years now mm, because he's crush. so yeah, man crush, but also he's such a maverick as a tennis player. I, the only dude I saw like him before him was uh, Will uh, um, Songa. Songa, the, is he Belgian or French? Um, yeah. Just real maverick of the game. Original moves, everything. Another real mixed race just, dude. Just different. Another mm. mixed race dude. Yeah, no, no coincidence. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I was watching him in Wimbledon and he was sat down taking a break between games and he lifted up his shirt briefly and they, they zoomed in on his... Pug life. It, no, zoomed <laughs> in on his, a huge no, tattoo. Pug, pug life and there's a pug on his back. Huge tattoo on, the, on his side, lower side, uh, of what the um, commentator said. Oh, then there, there's Dennis Brown. He goes, that's Dennis Brown, legendary uh, Jamaican... Reggae you, vocalist. Wait, was the tattoo, Dennis Brown the there? The tattoo no, on his what, side. Huh? What the the so commentator the, said? There's Dustin Dennis Brown. Brown lifted up his shirt and the com- yeah, and they did and a zoom in on it. And the commentator said, "And uh, there's a, there's there's Dennis Brown referring to the image on his side. Oh. Legendary Jamaican reggae vocalist." And I was like, okay. "Oh, well, he's a Dennis Brown fan. Awesome." And then the next next day or two days later, when he was playing again, he was interviewed after the game mm. where he knocked out Nadal, mm-hmm. and uh, the commentator said to him. And you've got a tattoo of your dad on your your belly, and he goes, "Yeah, that's like I keep that there, obviously, just to to to, to constantly remind me of him, and I hope he's feeling proud." And then no further conversation. <laughs> so is Dustin Brown's dad Dennis <laughs> Brown, or has somebody fucked up at the BBC? Mm. Can can anybody get on Wiki and but just let me know? 
Well, you know how, yeah, I don't have that kind of information. Well, I might be able to get back to you about that, but you know how. I'd love that to be maybe true. Maybe the commentators <laughs> like, oh, they, they all look the same. So. Yeah, yeah. See, He's got dreadlocks. Yeah. Dennis Brown had dreadlocks. <laughs> Must be the same dude. Must be His the surname's same dude. surname's Brown. <laughs> no, but that guy, what's the dude's name again, the tennis player? Dustin Brown. Yeah. Half he, Jamaican, half he's German. Fit. And in his, yeah, <laughs> he's, fit. he's a good looking man. And in his, I'm putting it out there, so hopefully you're listening to the show. I'm sure, he, is. No, he's, he actually <laughs> said, yeah, he actually said with a straight face, he they loves said, like, love. <laughs> they said, where does your influences and your game come from? And he mm. goes, well, I, I have, uh, I have the, the dual influence from Germany and Jamaica. So I have, like, he goes, he goes, I have Flavor. a lot of my f- efficiency and my ability and my, uh, uh, my, my technical skill mm. I take from my German side. Yeah. And then, you know, just my easygoing approach comes yeah. <laughs> from Jamaica. I was like, bro, you can't say that shit, man. In it. Come on, we got Usain Bolt, man. Hey, Sarah, are you saying you hope, you hope that he's got a crush on you? I fucking know Ooh, someone that's got Dustin, a crush on We got you. Dustin Brown oh, email. Oh, dear. I know someone. Do you want to hear? I'm scared. Do you want to hear a, com- do you want to hear a compliment? I'm scared. I'm. Yeah, I realized recently I'm not very good with compliments. Yeah, yeah. I realized it too. That's why I love oh, doing God. it because it makes you feel so uncomfortable. Li- re- oh, oh dear. I'm scared. Should we play a song first? Uh, Sarah's, Sarah's turning red. Sarah's turning red. You know who they are. You know who they are. I'm going to tell you who it is up next. Sarah Hugh and Doc Two on Fubar Radio. That's all part of our ode to the beat nuts this week. You're tuned into Food Bar Radio with myself, Sarah, Hugh, and Doc Two. Every Tuesday, four till six. Make sure you lock in, lock on every week with us. We love having you guys with us. Mm. And you know, every week we ask you guys what has made you say, Are you taking the piss? Being English, this is just like a standard part of like yeah. our vocabulary and our way of communicating with each other. So we uh, we we know you guys have got things that have made you say, Are you taking the piss this week? I definitely um haven't, including mm. um what uh, Hugh was mentioning before we played the <laughs> yes. I'm like are you taking the piss yeah. you're really going to drop this kind of thing to me live on it I was actually blushing there I think you were you, you go were, bright definitely. red oh my every, god every time this but happens, I don't blush I'm, I'm mixed race I don't blush you blush you're <laughs> blushing right you're <laughs> blushing right now but yeah some, we were just saying before this. you were saying that you wished uh, that tennis player um, had uh, a, a crush on you and I was saying I know that someone has a crush on you oh god. I want to save it now I'm going to save it until we get into oh it oh my dear if you're going to have that as a part of my am I taking in a piss for you then might as well save it but, but I do have something else for you though. are people still sending stuff through as well I'm yeah, tweeting so you at Fubar Radio exactly well. and Tuesday Drive at FubarRadio.com send us your emails um, Doc is furiously writing away yeah. for his rap about anything this week so you're just going to have to hold tight to find out yeah. which subjects he's picked we've had lots of lovely um, suggestions thank you all for you know you can keep them coming as well in between shows because we like to get, get a good stash yeah. to build on for next week as well so um, yes Tuesday Drive at Fubar radio.com but on the tone of rapping yeah yeah well this is actually um i, I sort of realized this after last week when doc doc was basically mumble talking not even just mumble rapping because he <laughs> mumble cause dribbling he was mumble dribbling because he just come from the dentist um and we had toyed with the idea of you doing the rap about anything anyway but you decided we just decided not to do that whatever and i thought <laughs> well i wasn't sure why you didn't want to do it whether like, you're a bit like yeah yeah was, but then I, I kind of realized that i was like fuck there was a way around that you could have actually done very similar to how Doc was talking and just basically mumble bluffed your way your entire way through it obviously you know there's been, you know, been a lot of rappers over the years that just mumble and fucking very very hard to understand even 50 Cent was saying before a lot of his shit is fucking pretty hard to understand and, and uh, Iggy Azalea recently who was on stage um, and uh, yeah hang, it sounded like this anyway you know, 
kind of a yes. Where was that performed again? Oh, no, somewhere in the States. No, but what, you can't remember which event it was at. Nah, somewhere. It's pretty recently, though. See, this is what happens when we let the industry tra- take the reins and call the shots. Because <laughs> if that was in the street, that would not run. But, I mean, that's just proof as well that, you know, people are you know, a- a- actually having songs that are completely un-, 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 un unaudible at all. You can't understand what they're saying at all. Um, one of my favourite ones that I've come across recently was uh, was uh, was Rich Gang with Lifestyle. Uh, Rich Gang, of course, is, uh, was uh, Cash Money and Young Money. Oh, I think. God, this, this was featuring song, Young I Thug. I wasn't actually thinking straight, but I realised yeah, you're Kwan. talking about this. It is fucking terrible. It's so bad. This is Check like one out, of though. the biggest tunes in the sta- states right now. 150 million hits. This is appalling. Try and understand any of this. Oh my dear. No, but this song is like the epitome to me of parasitic wait 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 you gotta hear the lyrics music. you gotta hear the lyrics you gotta hear the lyrics no there's one lyric this kind of wait, wait, song wait 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 check it out check it out wait 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 listen to this listen to this listen to this here we go Wow. Oh, have you not heard this before? <laughs> is this your first time hearing this? I've never heard that shit. This is one of the biggest tunes in the States. Yeah. Really? In the last it's few months. Bill Cosby. Yeah. Bill Cosby on Hypnol. So, I mean, obviously that's an example of Bill two, Cosby. two examples of really, really shit songs. Pretty much, you know, they're, they're terrible, right? But I'm, I'm a big Frank Ocean fan, and I fucking caught Frank Ocean doing it as well this fucking mumble shit right this, you, you can't understand what they're saying at all I, I challenge both of you I've got 10 pounds in my wallet right now if either of you can guess what Frank Ocean is saying here it's yours check it out <laughs> have a listen to that crank that right up crank that right up have a listen see if you can understand what this is Slip a flop a slip a flop. I'm the worst person when it comes to lyrics. What do you what do you reckon he's saying there? Uh, leave my lemon flip flops <laughs> alone. <laughs> or my lem sip. Have a look about lem sip. Have another listen. Have another listen. And see if you can. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that song, but now I realise there's a reason why I'm not fiending for to hear more of Frank Ocean's I love Frank music. Ocean, but he, that was that super rich kids that one of our own bits. Super flipper flipper saw, right? That actually, what he actually says there is sleeves rip off, I slip, I fall. Apparently. <laughs> no way. Fuck off, Frank. Those lyrics were written hey, after it Frank, was recorded. Frank, do one, son. I love it. Anyway, Sarah, no, no, so no, thought, that that is an are you taking the piss? Yeah, but the, that's anyway, Sarah. So I thought if we do want, if you do ever want to rap again, mate, we got you covered. You, do, you don't need to say anything, and there will be fucking millions of hits on YouTube. There's I proof. can guarantee you, I've got more lyrics than Iggy Azalea, yes. Rich Gang, and um, that line from Frank Ocean for sure. Flipper, flipper, tipper, Terrible. Terrible. Oh, I fucking love it. All right. What are we doing? Have we got, um, uh, are you taking the piss? Oh. I'm, I am fucking hanging to do this, Sarah. I'm hanging to do this now. Well, I, Tell I me mean, who your crush is. Yeah. You got a crush. Oh, no. Could be, I love love, Sarah. I fucking love love. Well, you know, love gives they the call soul, me love. Love gives the soul <laughs> wings so you can fly high up in the sky, dodge planes, uh, watch out for thunder and lightning and clouds and pollution. And fucking that's love.
love. I'm terrified. That's love, Sarah. No, love is wonderful. No, go on. I'm I'm waiting with bated breath. Do you want me to tell you right now? Yeah, and then we'll play one more tune really? before we go into hearing what you guys have said. Are you taking the piss this week? Make okay. sure you hit us up at Tuesday Drive at foodbarradio.com and you can tweet us as well. I've definitely got a, a, a long list. Yes, but your first one is me. Am I taking the piss? Because I know someone that's got a bit of a crush Do I know on this person? Yes. Oh, God. You do know this person? Now this is going to be, like, super awkward. Yeah. So he's, but yeah, <laughs> Do I, they know that you're... They don't know this. They don't know this, but I feel like they said it in such She's a... She's on his feet. I am on my feet. He's no, standing up in the studio. That's more to do with now, the hemorrhoids okay, than okay, anything okay, else. Okay, but, cool, yeah, sure. Cool. I'll also for, a little bit now. Also for effect, definitely. Mainly hemorrhoids. <laughs> okay. Uh, but, no, no, they said this in that they, uh, they, they thought you were really, really fucking hot and super cool, right? That was the exact quote. Okay. But they said it in such a public place. And I was like, it's fine to share that on the radio. You've said it in such a public place. That's fine to say it on the radio. Do you know why, Sarah Love? Do you know why? <laughs> because they said it on the radio. Oh, they God. said it on the radio last week. Last Friday with oh, myself okay. Not and on Michael. This show. I was like, hold on, I was here last week. It was with myself and Michael Payne. We were on the radio. Oh, God, who was on Guess the show? Guess who said you? it? Um, I, 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 I didn't really know. Michael Payne. Michael Payne well, said it. Well, Michael oh! Payne, he did seem a little bit fixated on my feet he when he was standing feet. in for um, Doc those he few fucking, weeks. He did. He really I kept catching him on the slide taking <laughs> taking pictures of my feet. I was getting worried. He was gone like... Nat, Nat, I was actually uh, quite relieved when you got back, Doc. Boss Lady Nat King, she was here. She would back me up on this. She's nodding out there. He was like, oh, fuck. It's true. Like, <laughs> no. I, I think he got out of his seat too. And he's like, she's fucking so hot. How did she come about? It's fucking amazing. Oh. It's like... God, so, and then he did mention your feet again. <laughs> I need to remember not to compliment Michael on his Malcolm don't, X classes that so, I also have again. What do you reckon? Are we going to let love fly? Like I reckon it's time wings? for another tune. Oh. And so I think we can get into oh. <laughs> Are you taking the piss, Sarah? Are I you taking the, piss? taking the piss? How do you feel? No, you, but this is quite blushing. fitting for a... I, am, I feel like I'm blushing. Yeah. I'm feeling a little bit hotter than I was yeah. before. Yeah. Yeah. Hot as in temperature. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Both on. <laughs> Keep it locked to Fuma. Oh, that's another one. Who's that? Just off, girl. Who's that man? Is it please settle down? Yeah, I'm the worst. Okay, I'm the worst person with lyrics. I spent literally like my whole life until just a couple years ago thinking that Michael Jackson was singing "Keep on to the post office, don't stop till you get enough." Keep on to the post office. Wow. Next time, listen to it. I saw, I saw, and I was like, fun. I would have really been a good contender for that because I am the, the worst person in The roof rack, that hey, uh, we got a couple one. of. Uh, I just want to do a couple of quick shout outs for people before we, earlier. In, if you just tuned in earlier in the show, um, we were talking about 50 Cent declaring bankruptcy, and we reckon that he's going to extreme measures to try to get what he wants because he doesn't want to pay his debts. He's mm. 50, 100 million pound debts. Um, so we're asking you, what extreme measures have you gone to? And we had um, uh, Paul in Maidstone said, I once lied to my bosses at work and bunked off trying to get tickets to Glastonbury. And I also recruited on my friend and friend and family, my one friend and family. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Sorry. to help try and get some tickets. Oh. Yeah, there you go. That's um, a, that's pretty extreme measures. Not having any more than one friend, but that's fine. You know, that's that's totally fine. Um, another one we had Pit. I mean, Gos Gosport Gosport Gosport. Oh, Gosport Gosport. 
Gives you a bit? Got that. Uh, I once nicked a bottle of wine uh, of off housemate. Wow, people are really spelling great today, and I'm talking good too, <laughs> English, right? Huh? I once talking nicked a, good England. I'm talking good England. Um, and uh, Pip says that I once nicked a bottle of wine uh, from a housemate after a long shitty day at work. Obviously, when she came home, I hid the evidence, denied it. Sneaky as fuck, wearing sneakers for sneaking, obviously. Um, and it was nice wine as well. She had a good taste. That's pretty extreme measures, lying, stealing and lying. <laughs> but there's like drunk. shameless about it like that. Just like, yeah, and I loved it. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Well, that's yeah, it's a couple of quick shout outs anyway. Thank you very much for getting in touch with that. We'd love hearing from you guys, and you know what time it is. It's about that time where Ooh. we're going to get into, um, you know, it's we all need to vent from time to time Absolutely. so then we don't have these crazy outbursts in the street where people act like crazy people. So, this is your opportunity. Food Bar Radio, Tuesdays, 4 till 6 pm. We ask you guys what this week has made you say. Are you taking a piss? We need to know. Yes. And there's plenty. Hugh, yep. has there been any? Think this week for you. I like you, friend. Have had fucking so many <laughs> that we don't have. We don't, I, I realise that no I, time. It means that I'm definitely assimilating to being English. Yes, the you're more becoming more a Londoner for sure. Um, okay, I've got one. I've got one. All right. Yeah. I was uh, I was DJing last weekend and I had this beautiful new fedora hat. First time that I've worn it. First mm. time that I've worn it. And then one of the staff at the club stole it off me. I was like, oh, can you not do that? Can you not? Can you give it back? <laughs> can you and then yourself? when I went to get it, they threw it right to the other side of the club, oh. right? And I was like, fucking, what are you doing? Can you go and get my hat? And Fine. they went, no, oh. you get it. You get it. And I was like, what the fuck? I'm so, I was so pissed off. And then when I went to get it, gone. Stolen. <gasps> are you taking the piss? I was like, what? Your brand new and even, hat. And even when I said to them, I was like, you got to buy me a new hat. They went, no, they didn't. You didn't get it. Your problem. I was like, oh. Wow, like old like school two, bullying. Two are you taking But it? that should yeah. have been... Fight, 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 fight. 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 I would never, I'm, I'm not promoting violence. Of I, course, I do promote violence, but I'm just a <laughs> pussy. I'm just a pussy. I can't back it so up. So you were like, okay, it's fine. Yeah, yes. Uh, yeah, that's right. a liberty. That yeah, that's fucked that's up. Unreal. Yeah, that's unreal. even beyond taking the piss. Yeah. That's liberty. <laughs> liberty. And then you're in a weird position where you're like, am I actually going to maybe get myself killed over a hat? Yeah. No. So I've got to walk away. Yeah, yeah. You've got to be the. <laughs> we, need, <sighs> we need to get that sound bite as well. I'm walking away. Oh, yeah. To counteract that. Are you taking the piss? Mm. That's kind of cold blooded. It is cold blooded. It's someone that I like too. I think they were maybe just a bit drunk or something like that. But and I was a bit like, oh. It's a wrap for them. What? Why? What my hat? Al- alcohol. Yeah, yeah again, again, alcohol is the main theme throughout Are You Taking the Piss, yeah. isn't it? What about you, Doc? Because there been anything this week? Shout out alcohol, though. Yeah. <laughs> Big ups to alcohol and Jager bombs, yeah, blood. Yeah. Nice mumble there as well. Still, uh, yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> what's been taking the piss this week? Uh, no, oh, not much, really. Oh, maybe just my sister's dog a little bit. I got like my sister's away and I'm looking after a dog for like three weeks. Mm. Is it just and destroying the house? It's just taking the piss out of my life a little bit because it's like a pug. You know what pugs are? Pug loaf. They're like these Ugly. cute little. Uh, well, some of them are cute. This one's cute. But they're all very small. If you just concentrate on the eye or the <laughs> wagging tail, it's not They're ugly. very feet, yeah. you know. They, 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 they're not like dogs to have on the ends. Yeah. You know, they yeah. can't fuck with other dogs at all. They're no. basically like little cats. Yeah, ugly cats. So <laughs> I have to walk it around the hood and it's just it's ki- embarrassing. It's killing your yeah, whole street like People cred. are laughing at me and laughing got at no the dog. cred in Hackney no more. Yeah. No, then, actually, your cred in Hackney's going up the way Hackney is nowadays. Yeah, I need to <laughs> yeah. get really grow a beard or some shit. Yeah. And, and then, like, last night, there was a fucking mouse in the living room. Did it oh, it looked like itself. a shrew. It had big ears. Sure, it was another pug? I'm watching, like, <laughs> Orange is the New Black. So I say, I say to the dog, sick, Kill. sick it, sick yeah. it. Yeah. And the dog started whining and screaming. Aww. It might as well have He's pulled like, its little apron over this. its face. Aww. You know, it, 
it was terrified of a mouse. <laughs> that's a le- that's like when my sister found a mouse in her house, and so then they threw the cat in the same room as the mouse, yeah. and the cat literally shat itself. In the <laughs> wow, room. that's amazing. Yeah. That, that could have been more that down to is. throwing the cat. <laughs> Don't throw a cat. <laughs> no, that's a, what the hell did you get a cat for? It was just going to shit itself. And so there's, the, there's, the there's, there's a few piss takes there's that have been sent that, into the studio. There oh, a, what's, what's happening with you, though, Sarah? Well, I mean, the list is endless. But one thing which just never ceases to amaze me, how people believe any link they see on Facebook. Are you taking the piss? Yeah, yeah. It's like, Get this has come from nonsense.blogspot.com slash... CZ and you're believing this is like yeah. hardcore evidence the aliens are here yeah. and they're in 10 Downing Street well that might be true but it just I can't believe how dumb people are mm. thank you well now I think uh, <laughs> Einstein says something about that isn't it the, the levels Prince of Prince Charles knocked down the towers though isn't it <laughs> so I'm just like where, but where was he fam yeah. like where yeah. was he at the no, time no. Can, can you prove no. that he wasn't there because these times you get now me? Yeah. It's remember when deep, people fam. used to say these times these now. times now yeah speaking for, <laughs> speaking for me yeah Speaking, speaking for me personally, I, like, as myself, speaking for me myself, yeah, like me speaking, yeah, still, just for me, I, still, yeah, yeah, for me, one, yeah, fam. speaking for me, like myself personally, yeah, these times now, you get me, fam. <laughs> So what, exactly. what's, your, what's your point? <laughs> yeah, but no, my point is just stop. I, I, I get that it's your, your point, but what is it? <laughs> check the sources, fam. No, I know also, what your point I is. Also, I think so. the Tories, seriously, are they taking the piss with their budget, with relaxing the fox hunting ban mm. and all that nonsense? Are you taking the piss? Tories just sort it out. And Benjamin Netanyahu. Are you taking the piss? What a hater. He's like trying to hate on this like nuclear deal that America's made with Iran. You're a jackass. We, we've got the most liberal dudes uh, in, in charge in terms of the foreign policy in Iran at the moment and he's willing to, to, to talk do you know what I'm saying <laughs> and then Israel like oh shit. no he just went there and was like hold on shit. Adminijad was a fucking psychopath like he's gone like can Netanyahu, we have a chat with him you are a psychopath yeah, you are the biggest threat to no, like I, I agree <laughs> stop taking the piss. taking the piss oh we don't want that no we don't want that so <laughs> shall we see what the um, listeners are saying is taking the piss Definitely. is it that time I love yeah. getting this insight into the listeners lives yeah. and, this, this and is what from really like tickles Simon them. In Welling, Welling Garden City, who say. says, My Kodak lens is trapped round the back of my fucking eye! Oh. I'm having trouble digging it out! They are taking the piss! I like, I like that. They are taking the piss. My who, eye who and are the they? context. No, oh, is he, he's saying the eye and the, eye and the context. Oh, that's nice. They're, they're they're to get me I thought he was talking yeah. about the powers that be somehow. Definitely like Johnson and Johnson. The <laughs> they're taking a the piss. No, oh, Simon, I feel for you. That's fucked up. It's horrible when that happens. What do you do in that situation? Oh, it's horrible. There's a brief moment of real panic, and you think, I'm going to have to go hospital. I'm gonna die. But um, then Sorry, you just sort of like constantly. It, no, it is. It's really scary. You just yeah. constantly keep blinking, oh, and you Jesus. start to feel where it is. But you're properly. You're pulling your eyelid out. You look like a pug while you're, you're doing it. You're supposed to shut up. your eyes and go into fetal position, and then until everything gets better. Yeah, yeah apparently just wait until things yeah. get better. No, uh, but if anything gets stuck in your eyes, blinking is the thing. Sally in Potter's Bar is having a very uh, female moment. She says, "It's goddamn rain. It's mashed up my hair, and no frizzies." <laughs> Yeah, that's a product, right? <laughs> no frizzies is gonna fucking fix it. A girl needs good hair. My hair is my fortune. Wow. Are you I like that little, uh, that little aside at the end. My you hair is what? my fortune. Is she, is she genuinely a hair model? No, you know what? Model? I think she's biting Maya Angelou. Maya Angelou has some deep like saying oh, about your same. hair. Like, a woman's hair is her glory right mm. okay but even bald bitches if I married <laughs> Sally in Potter's Bar and we got divorced I want fucking half your hair if that's your fortune yeah, I want shave right. your head half your head I, I want, want half. half I want half 
Half Eddie. Half Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you love me, Eddie? <laughs> uh, Simon and Redding says, I was called into work last Thursday during a tube strike when it's my day off. Are you taking the piss? That's Are you taking the piss? He's still one. angry. That's He's still big. angry. I'd be fucking angry for the rest of my Were life. Were you on the happened. tube during that like, moment I was actually, of I was in South East London uh, at one of the last bastions of, of vinyl in the, in the, uh, in the UK. Uh, the Vinyl Cafe. Shout out uh, the, the, the dudes running that. Uh, having a beer. Um, getting ready to travel to Bristol. Mm-hmm. Um, now, what I didn't know was it wasn't just a tube strike. There was a first Great Western strike. Ooh. So all oh, trains yeah. going west out of London, mm-hmm. which meant everybody was on the road. So I jumped into my car in like, Deptford. Like la, la, la. Have you drinking and driving? I had Doc one Brown. beer, man. Sure, but I know you're a fucking it's lightweight, legal. mate. <laughs> you're uh, a fucking listen, chick, if there's anything I'm not, <laughs> it's a fucking lightweight. Oh, so sure, I jump in a car. Sure. One beer. Three hours, 15 minutes to get to the M4 from Deptford, right? Three hours, oh 15 minutes. God, wow. And then when I got an M4, I realised, I turned on the radio, the, 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 the trains out of London were on strike as well. So everybody who was trying to get home west of London mm. was on the M4. It was another two hours, 45 minutes on the flipping motorway to get to Bristol. It took have, me six hours. Have you actually That's gotten to crazy. Bristol yet? I, I'm nearly route? there. Are you still on route? I'm <laughs> nearly there. I'm just taking a pit stop doing the show. <laughs> I'll get there, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> Thanks for that, Simon. Um, who else? We've got a couple more. A couple more. Um, let's get into these quickly. Uh, from Stevie in the hood. In brackets, Putney. Putney. <laughs> That's one, Stevie. Putney. I lost my ring and a lighter today. I'm not sure who's taking a piss. But it could be the few cheeky gin and tonics I had when I bunged off work early at 2pm. That's, oh, that's my guy, that's Stevie. Uh, Listen, big up, good Stevie. man. I good like man. the honesty. Lost yeah. the ring it's and exciting. the lighter. I, yeah. I think we should set a challenge one week if we can find any Are You Taking the Piss that don't involve alcohol. Yeah, there's not many. It's true, there are a lot of alcohol related taking the piss. This is giving me an idea that all of the UK's problems can be solved by just. Well, we're a nation of alcoholics. There's no question about that. <laughs> abstaining. Hey, Stevie, though, Stevie here is one of the very few people that's emailed or tweeted us today that actually has had correct spelling and grammar um, and is quite clearly drunk. <laughs> not that we're so, just. Yeah, fair play. It's true. He has, so he's the only one who I haven't had to yeah. self-correct yeah. while, while I'm flipping reading it. Yeah. Well done, well done Stevie. Grandma. Although you spelt your name wrong, I suspect you're either Steve or Stephen. No, no, no? could be okay. Stevie Nicks. Could be. Mm-hmm. Uh, or could be. Yeah, could That's be a right, yeah. Sorry, Stevie. Sorry, yeah. babes. <laughs> let's let's have a drink sometime. <laughs> Oh, did you see that <laughs> South Park? They were taking the piss when they, they, the did, they made, did a whole episode with Stevie Nicks, but she was actually a goat. And they went to this like world tour with Stevie Nicks, but oh, yeah, it's actually yeah, yeah. a goat that they wheel on stage. Yeah. But yeah, we've got to love South That's Park. Nice. Are you taking That's the nice. piss? Uh, Hugh, Hugh. Yes, mate, what do you need? Hugh, this, is, this is the proper spelling of Hugh. Fuck H-U-G-H. <laughs> Fuck off. Are you taking the piss, Doc Brown? Are you taking the piss? Uh, no, H-U-W no, is no, the proper I'm, spelling. I'm deadly serious. Your, your, na- your name is a load of bollocks, mate. I do wonder hug where her. that, because I met someone else who was spelling it H-E-W, and I did wonder to myself where that spelling comes from. Welsh. It's Welsh it? spelling. Therefore, and not legally recognised oh, by the rest <laughs> of the world. <laughs> okay. I've just got one name. It's Hugh, like Madonna, or sure, all right? So fuck you, buddy. Fuck you, buddy. Okay. So from Hugh... From Hugh Huggy. From Hug Hugh, my Hug in Milton Keynes. <laughs> he says, I've just seen a line up a latitude and I can't get fucking ticket now. So pissed off. No. <laughs> like, what I don't understand about this email is, is he is he saying like, he says, I've just seen the line up at Latitude and I can't get a ticket now. Yep. 
does he mean like whilst he was looking at the he looked at the tickets they were there then he looked at the lineup and then he went back to get a ticket <laughs> you got to be quick with one. these things man you got to be quick snooze you lose you spell your name right snooze you lose you spell your name right spell your name right could have got, got a ticket yeah yeah I'm normally there I'm already feeling like festival doubt yeah, I'm good. <laughs> it's I'm like good. we're not even through July yet. But no, uh, it does look Nance, like a really Let's good finish up with Nancy in Shepparton, who says, I fancy a cherry Coke, but I don't think they make them anymore. <laughs> Why the hell not, Coke? <laughs> that is massively I Coke. Massively Why the hell thing. not? Are you taking the I don't know. Do they? No. I don't know. They do, age, do they? It's not for El Vanilla I Coke. I Vanilla Coke was fucking rank, though. I, like. I didn't mind it. But I saw someone with a Vanilla Coke recently in Glastonbury. For, Maybe they <laughs> saved it for a special occasion. They had like a bottle a of Vanilla Coke. Bottle Producer Nat says they sell them in Sainsbury's around the corner. Oh, what, cherry they? Coke or Vanilla Coke? Cherry. cherry. Yeah. Oh, Nancy and Shepard. Nancy, you can pop your cherry for the second time in your life. Sainsbury's in... Caledonian Road. Oh. You're in Shepparton. It's going to be a bit of a mission. <laughs> but let's but see how dedicated you, you we, are to we the cause. We will rate you. And we uh, would love to see you in the studio we as would, well. We would absolutely love that. We'd love, love to that. listen to you drink your cherry coke. Oh, thanks, you guys. Happen. And thanks to everybody. <laughs> thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. <laughs> and hey, guys, thanks for emailing in. We love to hear your voices. We love you. Uh, and I'd love to um, give a big shout out to all the people who've emailed in with your uh, suggestions for the rap about anything. Thanks, guys. <laughs> and I would Wendy. like to say thanks to your friend who reads the um, emails <laughs> yes, yes, for um, yes, taking yes, the piss yes, too. Absolutely. I love uh, Wendy, Wendy in Streatham uh, <coughs> suggested for the Doc's email reps. Uh, well, she says, "Hey guys, hey guys, does, hey. Does, hey, <laughs> hey guys, does does Doc take email reps? I just don't know what that means. Does that hmm. does she think that maybe Is if that it was a great suggestion on an email, it'd been like, I like a good suggestion for a rap, yeah, but yeah. she sent it on a fucking I, email. Don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah. Uh, she said, I'd like him to rap about how my strap just broke on my shoe and I chipped my toenail varnish. Uh, hard times. We had a little chat about uh, yeah. my experiences i just felt it was a bit too specific but shout thanks wendy thanks guys for, for emailing <laughs> in uh neil in stratford uh oh no that was a no they didn't shut up neil um yeah i like this one a lot and this requires some more discussion big g in in brackets gavin G. in weybridge G. uh well, i mentioned flip-flops earlier when yeah. we we're talking about uh Dun's River Falls. And it, no quite the opposite sarah he says flip-flops are a joke guys <laughs> anyone anyone that wears them where is he where is he Weybridge. Okay. That's uh, a, British people aren't very well connected with flip He flops. says anyone that wears them are a monster munch chief. Mm. But what's like a monster munch talk. chief? That's fighting talk. Right I know there. what a chief what is, is, and I know what monster munch are. I think he's just like, you know, magnifying the force and of the And then he says, can you rap about the monster munch chief docs? Chiefs doc. Right. There's too many of them Big buzzing G? around now. Is that like but a, a crispy First off, he's called me a chief because I was saying I wear flip flops, and yeah. he says I'm a monster munch chief. Then ask me politely to rap about them. Big no, G, hit no us up next week. Let's continue this next week, Big G, because I think we need to battle this out. You should even call us. We'd love to hear your voice, and we can just. Like battle this give out, us, you, and, us, you and Tog. Yeah, on well, the just phone give line. us the etymology of, of Monster Munch Chiefs. What are they? You know yeah. what, Doc Lowe? Um, We're hey, running out of time, oh, guys. I want to send a big up to everyone who's reached out to oh, the show. We love okay. hearing from you. Make sure you tune in next Tuesday. Thanks, four guys. Till six. Thanks, Thanks, guys. Email back. Bye. Bye.
Dave. We hey love guys. you. We love hey. you guys. And hey. um, I have a very special instrumental for you to oh, really? rap about. Which subject oh. have you picked this uh, week? Well, the shout out to Graham listening in the office in Holborn, uh, wanting me to rap about the moon landings. I don't have time for that shit, Graham. I haven't got Wikipedia <laughs> right now. Far too much research. Uh, Paul in Maidstone. Oh, no, that's not you. Hey, guys. He's with hey, guys, as well. Uh, Are we even going to hear uh, the end of the rap? Harry and Brighton. Yeah, we'll hear it. Uh, no, not you, Harry and Brighton. The Drake. The Drake in Kingston. Shit. Says, where my penny sweets at? I wanted flying sauces, fruit salads, and midget gems, but I can't find them anywhere. I love me some sherbet. Doc, please do the raps about this. You. Please do the raps. Okay, The Drake in Kingston. That's I love so you guys. Funny. This is for you. Here we go. Oh, get the earphones on. Whoa. Go. 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 Alright, cool. Here we go. Go. Yeah. This one is for the Drake in Kingston. Save the change that you make from your income. Come with me and we can roam many streets on the hunt for some old school penny sweets. Fuck Freddos, cause they ain't worth 20p and they ain't old school anyway. You getting me? I'm talking about cola cubes and milk bottles, long ass strawberry laces. We're going full throttle. Pink shrimps, foam bananas with the chop topping. Cinnamon, proper hot type gobstoppers. And we ain't going home early, girly Till we both chewing on a couple curly whirlies And if you got 10p and you're tough enough Trust, a finger of fudge is just enough Too many snacks on which you could blow your wage So complete this song for me so I know your age Ready, here it goes, here it goes So I know your age, here we go, ready? So I know your age If you like a lot of chocolate on your biscuit Join our club <laughs> If you like a lot of chocolate on your biscuit Just join, join our club go. Go. If you like go. a lot of chocolate go. on your biscuit go. Go. Join, join our club go. If you like go. a lot of chocolate go. on your biscuit go. Join our Yeah! Thanks guys go It's been really emotional go. I just I am such a great guy Great time with you guys uh, I just really enjoy it We're going to be back the same time next week uh, four till six with Sarah Love, uh, Hugh Joseph, and, and Doc Brown. Thanks so much for listening. We love you guys. Keep keep emailing in because it's you that makes the show. It's all about you guys. In fact, we're going to call next week guys. Yes. Thanks. We love y'all. And let's send, let's send one final big up to all Food Bar Radio listeners. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And we out this motherfucker. Barack Obama stuff. Drop the headphones. <laughs> Sexual chocolate. He's like, peace, fools. I'm letting them all free. I'm doing deals with Iran. <laughs> Something big's I'm saving happen. the environment. Something big's going to happen. Later. Bye.